Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Battle Cats podcast. I'm your host, Anikor, and unfortunately, we don't have co-host Caleb Peng with us today. However, we do have a special guest. Straight from the Portland Regionals, we have second place finisher, Caleb Peng. <laughs> Caleb, welcome to the podcast. Dude, I, I don't know what he's doing. He wanted the intro. That's that's what he came up with. I, I was like, I was like waiting for the punchline. For our audio listeners, you actually didn't know it was gonna happen. For yeah, exactly. YouTube listeners, they're just watching. They're like, "What are you talking about? He's right here." Yeah, that one was for uh, the audio listeners. Anyway, welcome everyone. Episode one thirty three. Uh, we'll talk about Portland in a little bit, but. If you listen to our last podcast, you know, me and Anacor, we had a little bet going on too. Bet number five, let's just put it that way. And we no, said, like, right after this podcast, we're gonna we're gonna do a a, a set of five battles with our with our potential regional teams. I don't know if it's actually the team you're gonna run in Melbourne, but no. um but I was running like, that team that week though. So Oh, okay, in your in your yeah. in your Asia Cup. Yeah, over, yeah, so. your, uh yeah, Oceania Cup. Um, well, it was a team I was going to run. I ended up switching it a little bit too. I switched out the Whisk Cash and Mantine for Polyrath and Azumarill, uh, which I think ended up working out. Uh, but anyway, scream against Anacor and he did lose. It was close. It was close. I led. I led a Bastion into what again? Oh, it, was like the, it was like Gligar it, or something. No, 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 no. It was like the hardest counter on your team. Oh, I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It was something pretty bad. Anyway, yeah, whatever. I, it was I, harder I, than Gligar. <laughs> and I almost won that game. I yeah. misplayed it a little bit. I almost yeah, won it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was game five. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, no, no, though. That's it. It was back down into something and then charge a bug into yeah. a Gligar. And I still almost won that. <laughs> anyway, I won three out of two, so he has to eat six jelly beans to start things yeah. off here. Let me just say, I'm going yeah, to add a ticker to the training. all-time beds. Number five. I overtapped one of the games, so... I just was overtapped one of the games. I there. caught a dig on the man team in one of the games. I remember that. Man, too bad I deleted the footage, but I did have some footage. <laughs> oh, now you've got no, some no, footage. No, you won the first game because I ran Bastion to the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't work first. out. You probably... I already knew, right? On your side, like, Man, I'm, I'm cooking this guy. I'm cooking, man. He got me eat all 10 jelly beans. And then the next three games kind of went really downhill for you. Yeah. Uh, Dugon was actually kind of a problem for my team, though. You had a Dugon on your yeah. team, which, Honestly, in my opinion, I, I think is actually pretty good. Dugan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's actually really good. Um, We'll talk more about that later, too. But I think it's actually really good in this meta, especially because uh, you're you're just seeing Charge Bug in this meta instead of Lantern. And apparently yeah. Dugon could beat Charge Bug in some shielding scenarios. I imagine probably nuts. the tennis, you know. And also, yeah. it's like, um, I mean, you know, you got the same coverage as A slash, but you're just not losing as hard. So you have, you know, more, uh, you're not exactly flipping like the poly matchup, let's say, for example, but you yeah, but a lot of people energy. are dropping Polyrath for Whiskash. And you have a oh, way better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I guess, I guess maybe Vigoroth, but like yeah. a lot, but. They de a lot of teams don't have Whiskash and Polyrath. So if they don't have the Polyrath, they each have Whiskash. And that's not really a great match for Whiskash. So what are you really worried about? Just a Vigoroth, yeah, exactly. which is, again, still neutral damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
Something I would consider running if I didn't have Bastion on, but I already have too many counter weaknesses on my team. Yeah, so, yeah. Tongue's too good not to bring. Anyway, we'll, we'll get into the meta and stuff later. Let's let's see those jelly beans. Eight, <sighs> six. No need to do some ASMR. I want to hear the. I want to hear <laughs> yeah, the uh, struggle. Let's see if there's like time. a okay expiry date is next. Oh, is this November? I guess. Stop oh yeah, this yeah yeah of this year yeah that's that's yeah, fine. Okay. One of the brown ones back. Yeah, for those that don't know, these were uh, the bean boozled jelly beans. So half of them are good flavor, and the other half are pretty bad. So tell us, so, so just knock them out. Ah, yeah. Whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa. That's, whoa. That's not a. Uh... Okay. Well, I can't. Okay. Wait, there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. He's showing to the camera. He's doing the little <laughs> makeup thing, right? Like what a lot of the makeup Instagram people did. They hold a hand behind yeah. the product. <laughs> okay. So we have two browns. Uh, and also, okay, let me just say, I randomly picked these, yeah? These yeah, yeah, yeah. But I believe you. I mean, it doesn't matter browns, if you intention. Yeah, it's on the blue one that... Well, I mean, the thing is, yeah. the browns are not too bad. I didn't get any blues, though. But the oh, browns that's liver and onion, right? Liver and onion or cappuccino, yeah. So. Oh, that's not that bad at all. All right. Um, two white-ish ones, and I think they're both either dirty dishwater or birthday cake. Oh, I had I had that one, and that dirty dishwasher was not good. Yeah. yeah. If you don't know, if you didn't see us eating it, go back to our holiday episode. We were both eating the jelly beans. Yeah, I feel like I got a dirty dishwasher as well at that time. Yeah. Um, and then there's one which is either, I think this is the bath or peach. And okay. And the last one, I think, is barf sounds pretty stinky disgusting. socks or tutti frutti. So, okay. All right. We're praying I get all the good ones. All right. What's she starting with? Or do you want to do like a whole handful? (laughs) Okay. Nah, nah, nah. Because if I do a whole handful, then I I don't, you know, know what's going on in it. So, (laughs) yeah. Um, Cappuccino or liver and onion. So, all right. It is nearly dinner time. Not too bad. I feel like you should know if it's cappuccino right off the bat, right? I think it's cappuccino. Oh, really? Okay. No. You're going to eat the, the other cappuccino? Like, I, don't, I don't even like the Kate's Taste of Coffee, really. Like, yeah, I, like... but I I eat coffee flavor over, like, yeah. all the bad flavors. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah not awful. I have right. a feeling this one's not going to be cappuccino. But maybe I should leave this to last. Um, Why do okay. you want to save a bad, potential bad one for last? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to space them out a bit. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, dirty dishwasher or birthday cake? Yeah, dirty dishwasher is pretty disgusting. Dirty dishwasher? I think so, but it's not even that bad. I think you get your taste buds checked, man. <laughs> something, something I'm not going to lie. I do have an issue like with taste buds. I'm not very good at tasting stuff. Or like I'm I'm decent, oh, but we I'm not think, as good We got to think about different punishments, guys. We got to think about this, <laughs> different punishments. I don't know. It definitely didn't taste like birthday cake, but it also didn't taste bad. Um, didn't taste or... bad? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something, right. Know. Hey, when you come to LA one day, you can have all my jelly beans. I'll just tell you they're the regular jelly beans. <laughs> you ain't even going to no, know they're bean boozle ones. Like, you sure the same barf? I'm like, nah, it's peach. It's peach. Don't worry. No, no. Hopefully it is peach. Have you had a barf one last time? I don't it's peach? No, it's peach, you know. <laughs> Dude, if you can't tell between peach or barf, oh, something actually, ain't right. No, no, it's not peach. Mm. <laughs> okay, it's definitely not peach, but again, it's not even that bad. 
Wow, something ain't right. Something is not right. All right, we'll go to the next pink one. This one's um, I I don't even know what these are anymore. To be honest, I yeah. feel like this is a two year previous thing to talk. But all I know is Anacor doesn't have exquisite taste, so I'm not going off of restaurant recommendation from this guy. <laughs> He'd be like, oh yeah, this place is bomb. Nah, I got some at least for the vibes. Yeah, <laughs> I can give you restaurant recommendations based on vibes. <laughs> yeah, based on Yelp reviews you've read. <laughs> yeah, they said it tastes good. <laughs> Okay, this is definitely a bad one. I think this is dead fish. Dead fish? Yeah. What does that taste like? I mean, yeah. all, all fish you eat I mean, are oh, mostly dead. dead. Exactly. Yeah. Like sushi, even yeah. sushi's dead. Yeah. It tastes like fish that's not cooked very well. Uh, or like that's maybe gone bad. Yeah, probably. Not mm. very nice. Mm, that was the worst one so far. Okay. All right. Um, Back to the potential dishwater birthday. I'm game. pretty sure this has got to be dishwasher. Oh, oh. no, because the last one. Oh, that's dishwasher? Because the last one you had, you thought it was dishwasher. It wasn't that bad. That's pretty bad, right? Like, it's like real bitter. Yeah. Yeah, that's the dishwasher I had. Oh, okay. Well, the birthday cake didn't taste that birthday cake then. So I'm more disappointed Ooh. at the birthday cake. Okay, yeah. See, that's the reaction I had when I had dishwasher. Maybe you just oh. didn't have dishwasher last time either. Because I, I feel so. like you had dishwasher last time and it w- you didn't react that, that strongly. Yeah, it's pretty foul, right? Yeah. It's like got this re- weird bitter taste. You know what it tastes like, yeah? It does oh, taste I... a little bit like soapy at the same so time. I was going to say, like, you know... Oh, this is really niche. You ever, <laughs> like, chew on a random plant? <laughs> chew on a random plant? Yeah. No. Nah, what do you mean a random plant? I haven't chewed on any intentional plants either. What you mean? <laughs> like what? What plant are you? What? What plant are you chewing I'm on? Not, I'm really not sure, but I have a feeling I've just definitely like chewed on. Like chewed on like a stick or something when you're a kid. I don't understand. Like a branch. Yeah, along, that, like, along those lines. Yeah, I can't. I can't relate. But okay. Well, last one. It's probably on your cappuccino. You know what's funny? They've got their little. Like new in a little bracket thing. Yeah. Above a couple of other flavors. <laughs> As if it's like new flavor. <laughs> if you're being boozled fanatic, <laughs> you yeah. might be looking forward to the new flavors. Wait, so what are, was that one cappuccino as well? Or you're not reacting uh, to this I think one? it wasn't cappuccino, but liver onions. That doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well done. Well done. Another uh, another L for Anacor, but it's okay. Wait, you know, one day, <laughs> one day, maybe don't watch, one day. Don't watch, don't watch. Maybe one day. I'm biding my time. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Cheryl, let's get into the YouTube comments um, from last week. All right, starting from the early ones, uh, Jesus or maybe Jesus says, "Win for timestamps on the video." You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, Khan says. For streamers, sniping comes with the territory. One L won't stop them from getting legend and beyond. If I run into known creator after after battle, I will check his stream slash bot to understand his perspective of the match. If the stream is still live, I'll throw out a GG. I agree that HM London's voice is ASMR ready. See what I mean? ASMR ready London. I, I for the most part agree with DH Chakan. And if you're like a streamer that doesn't really hit legend very often then you're probably not in sniper range in general. Like, they can snipe you, but there's way more people in that queue, right? Sniping really only happens when you're, like, on the upper echelon of ELO because it's there's less people queuing in that range, so it's much easier to snipe. 
I think also not that it's impossible, it but it's that. just it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah, like if you're streaming, you're also technically getting paid. So again, it's kind of like comes with the job. Kind uh, of. I mean, you don't yeah, really I make mean, that much money off of streaming for Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, Go. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael St. James says there's quite a reasonable player base in South Africa and uh, Mozambique. During Silph's golden days, they used to organize quite a few monthly five to six round tournaments. A lot of players from India also used to join. Yeah, that's pretty dope. Wait, um, players Mozambique. from India used to join. Was that because they were online or were players from India actually just going down to South Africa? I, I assume it was when they had the online variant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That is um, not, a, not a journey. Yeah. Uh, Michael also continues on Discord. Uh, there were two main servers run by South African players: the Merch Battle Server uh, SA, which I assume stands for South Africa, and the African Pokemon League. Yeah, I'm actually not surprised, you know, because we had a really solid player from South Africa make it to like the Silf Worlds uh, the first season, and um, I'm sure like he didn't make it that far without like a local community to scrim against and you know do all that stuff. So I actually looked um, something up and I found out that. Um, there were because obviously they're not going to solely base it on um you know pokemon go whether uh you know south africans get championship points but apparently there was there used to be national tournaments back when they were called nationals um in south africa i think i don't know when the last one was but there was like you know 2015 i feel like there was one in like 2018 or 2019 and this was for like VGC and I assume TCG as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, I guess there's a precedent for South African tournaments. So maybe I, uh, you know, put a small. I would love to go to South Africa too, in general, for just like Pokemon Go or just a visit too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if the Battlecats podcast blows up one day, maybe we could take a trip down there together. You know, I'm game. I'm game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you I all can be kind of dangerous. me in person, IRL. <laughs> <laughs> we can stream our battles. <laughs> Bring the jelly beans. <laughs> you know what? Do you know what though? If you do, um, if you are going to EUIC, yeah, we should do something for EUIC. We can, we can. Like, we don't yeah. even have to record. Like, we could just add it into our podcast, right? Like, we could record something ahead of time, but then we could like actually do something in person and, and like then, throw then, that into the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be fun. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, oh, how about this? I'll tell you this. I'll go to EUIC regardless, regardless if I'm casting or not. So we'll just we'll just make yeah. it happen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so bring the jelly beans. I'll bring mine. <laughs> I got plenty. I got plenty. I got yeah, something to get rid of because I, I ain't eating any. We can do we'll, we'll do a fun challenge. We'll 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 figure something out. Yeah, we'll figure something yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um Fish on a, oh, also Michael St. James also says Caleb three and a core two. Yo, spot on for the prediction. Spot on. Spot on. I kind of wish it was a four, but you know, I kind of kind of bungled. Hey, it was nearly three two on the other foot. So don't even don't even start. The only one of the only game that was close was went in your favor. My three wins were pretty. My three wins were pretty decisive. If I was there was game three where I overtapped the aerial ace. 
and your wish wish cash got to like it was either a scold or a mud bomb or something like that. Now, granted, I don't know hundred percent if you were in area lace range. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure you were in area lace yeah, range. Yeah. Honestly, when I saw Anyon Frank do it, yeah, I was thinking, <laughs> you know what, bro? Same. Yeah. I was we'll, like, we'll talk. We'll talk you. about that. We'll talk about that. Uh, Tysl says the stupidest thing Anacor did last year was think he had a chance in any of the pets. <laughs> Uh, you know, someone had to take Speediest Chief's mantle. This is the part that I love the most. Speediest Chief would at least beat me in these Stardust beds. <laughs> You're just taking the L's and all of them, which is like yeah, we yeah, we but... upgraded the co-host for me pers- personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's even better. <laughs> yeah, at least you're fulfilling the punishments too. I do appreciate that. I'm sure our audience does too. Tiwasa also says, I love how Caleb says alone sand slash is two RPS, yet he runs Bassy all the time. Look, wait till we get to our Portland segment. I got I got some stuff, right? I got some stuff to tell you all. Trust me. This is the Bassy meta. I and I'm not even I'm not even capping. I'm not even on that charge attack priority right now. Uh Fish on a Heater says. Um, I want to add more to the conversation on new dynamics in PvP. I've always thought that instead of a third charge move, it would be so fun to be able to run two fast moves. It would produce so many more interesting tactics and strategies. I, I think that that would be a really cool strategy as well. Like you would probably tap like left hand side is like one fast attack, and then right hand side is another one. It'd also be super funky, right? If like you know, all of a sudden yeah, like your Registeel is like... A one-to-one move or something. Well, yeah, yeah. But, like, imagine, like, your Registeel is, like, against, a, against like, a Alolan Ninetales, right? And, you're like, you're farming to, like, almost, like, 80 energy. And then you're like, well, I'm pretty much almost capped at energy. So I'm going to switch over to Metacall real quick and just do the damage so I can farm it down, actually, right? It's not a lock-on range, but just throw a few Metacalls. You get the 100 energy you need, and you get the damage out there. It, it'd be kind of... It'd be interesting. I think that there's a potential for that to be a little less balanced, but I think it'd be interesting. Because um, you know what? Yeah. yeah. No, go ahead. I was gonna say after after last week, right? I was actually thinking again about the three charge move thing. It's a good I idea, right? So sick. I think it. It just gives you so much coverage, so there's way less walled matchups. And it doesn't feel like it's too much of a. Um, it doesn't feel like, firstly, too much of a like a ground well, okay so groundbreaking it's like it's not too much of a change which would add in new problems essentially that can't necessarily be fixed um and also it doesn't necessarily change the way that the game is played so you know it doesn't uh it's it's, it's like an add-on as opposed to you know changing completely the way that you know, you play the game or anything along those lines. Yeah, and yeah, like you said, you know, adding more coverage, we're getting more moves into the thing as well. Definitely mm-hmm. has to come with a charge move, charge TM rework. Yeah, this is the part. Uh, mentioned. I I mean, for me personally, I actually don't think that's as necessary because if you have three slots, you're less likely to re-roll stuff because you already have two unlocked, right? Like, that's okay, true. let's say we like. Also, want to hope that we have more moves. Oh, like, add it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I would love a charge TM like rework in general and stuff, but I don't. Yeah, assuming that the moves are still the amount we have right now, I don't think that's that. Don't actually, that actually won't create too many issues uh, statistically. I think. Yeah. But if um, I think if the thing is like you were saying last um, episode, if 
we don't add to the move pools of some of these ones, then they don't, you know, they're just yeah. not viable. You know? Um, yeah. But yeah, giving, you know, giving extra coverage to some of these. Yeah. Ones, think, the Ima- imagine like, it, it makes it so much time and it makes the game more fun. I think from, it, it makes the game a little bit harder because one, there's less RPS matchups, right? You have coverage for pretty much a lot of things, if not maybe everything on some Pokemon. And then the other thing is keeping track of counts will be a lot harder, yeah. which is good, right? I think that's a that's a good thing because you, you have to be even more on top of your count game, right? Exactly. You have to, because if I'm like, well, I guess like most people know the move counts, but you know, for instance, like Cresselia, every Cresselia I faced this weekend had Grass Knot, Future Side. So I didn't even need to fully remember the Moonblast counts. I did, just in case I ran into any. But now you gotta keep trying to grass knot, move blast, and future sight, right? And so like the math can really like start jumbling also, up after yeah, a second. Like being yeah. aware of like residual energy because yeah. having three different levels of energy might make mm-hmm. something go from like three three four to you know actually three you know three and then you use the different move and then now all of a sudden you have to like you know yeah it's um, yeah I think it could be really uh, personally I think it's. I think that would be a nice evolution for PvP, mm-hmm. and I really, I mean, there's going to be people that complain about it, but I think the majority of competitive players would actually appreciate that. Yeah. Even if the initial back, there might be initial backlash, I think the more they play into it, they're like, wait, that's actually not too bad. I mean, Vigoroth all of a sudden, right? Not so bad now into Registeel, because you can run Rockside, Boltos, and Bicep. Boltos ain't that big of a move, but it was still nice to have that's that coverage back in the day, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Deoxys defense will be pretty strong, but like everything else is going to be stronger too, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I think it. I personally think it could be a really nice addition. I think night if they do do that, Niantic, I know you're listening, but if they do do that, I do think they they should definitely look at a lot of the top meta Pokemon that don't have great third move options and consider adding some of that coverage just to balance some stuff out. Because right out the gates, Azumarill. Regiseal, Deoxys Offense, um, maybe Whiskash, right? Now that has Blizzard. I mean, Blizzard wasn't easy to get to anyway, but it does have the option. Well, it's, it's nice. You know, Polyrath, right? Like these Pokemon that are already meta are suddenly going to be even more meta all of a sudden. Uh, Charge Bug, right? Now you're running Crunch too. So like even that Gligar matchup ain't so bad, you know? So, I mean, I Gligar, like you, could, you, could run, you could run Night Slash too on top of the area. So you yeah, could be like yeah, yeah. really fishing for some booster, really baiting if you want even lower NG attack than... Anyways, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think with I think um with a lot of water Pokemon as well, it's like you know a lot of the time you want um you obviously want the water move and you want the ice move for coverage against grass types, but then you don't want to get fooled by opposing water types. Oh, that's so, yeah, yeah. So then having like that third option, I think Polytoad would be a good. One. Water types really good, yeah. Like Polytoad mm-hmm. would be sick, or like you know. A lot better because you have those kind of options. Um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, those superior lovers. You could run Leaf Tornado and Aerial Ways. You know, no more debate on which is better. <laughs> Just debuff them whatever you want. Yeah, Steelix would be fun too. Breaking Swipe, Psychic Pains, and the Earthquake. You could yeah, debuff that's... them in two different ways, <laughs> or you could just run Crunch. Yeah. Uh, but I think some Pokemon, like let's say Guzzlord, for example, you probably want something besides Brutal Swing and Crunch, right? So I actually don't know the full moveset. Maybe it has a poison. Does it have Sludge Bomb? Oh, it has Sludge Bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Okay, so yeah, now you can run so Sludge Bomb. Pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Still walled by Bassy, but you know, 
Actually, no, I guess Brutal Swing or Crunch is still neutral, but yeah, it's not a really great matchup. Uh, Fish on Heater continues. You have Whiskash into opponent's Skarmory. You have two Skulls to take them into red. Then, rather than having another Mud Bomb to KO, which is really awkward, you just throw a few Water Guns and farm it down. This is assuming there's two different fast attacks. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a... Yeah, it's... It, the... The proposal that Fish on Heater proposes will definitely change escape, uh, the landscape of PvP. I think three charge attacks is it'll change things, but the game itself is still a similar game. The yeah. one that Fish on Heater is describing, and I don't hate the idea, by the way. I'm just saying that would really change tragedies in landscape because, yeah, it could be that could be super like the that mid feels like learning a new game almost. Yeah, to a degree, which which is not a bad thing. I, I I don't think that's a bad idea at all. Um, again, you probably want to look at the different fast attack options and see like what each thing has, because some I think there's some Pokemon that just aren't viable. Right, like like Azumarill is not going to ever run Rock Smash. So like even if you have the second <laughs> fast attack unlocked, it's not going to do much. Which yeah. I'm not saying we should buff the Azumarill in this hypothetical scenario, but stuff like Reggie Steel potentially could be pretty nasty with like if you could just farm down a fairy with metal claw right um but yeah i mean yeah i think that'd be cool uh he, uh he lists out some other scenarios you have a half health chrysalia in the end game against low health dugon in a shield you make decision whether to go for two grass knots or go get the confusion farm down yeah pretty nice three snarls and a faint attack from umbreon gets the first foul play one turn quicker than four snarls <laughs> you can use that to throw off your opponent who might be trying to time their moves optimally or make a catch yeah Optimize move time, it would be super funky. Oh my gosh, that would be then you that have strategy to might be out the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> imagine if you play with um, imagine if you play with attack uh, the sounds because the lock on sound is different from metal claw sound, right? Uh, or is that just a Reggie Seal sound? What is the cry sound? No, 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 the, 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 the animation uh, is the fast attack sound, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the beeping is the lock on sound, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you're, a, a, I mean, I don't play with sounds on, but if you're a sound person, the audio cues will be <laughs> be all over the place. That could be a strategy in itself. Go back and forth between the two attacks to confuse your opponent and just like drive them nuts. Yeah. Oh, you want to play with some sound? I got some sounds for you. <laughs> I'm not even playing anymore. I'm just DJ now. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then the fish said, and what a great way to finally make Lantern meta relevance. <laughs> 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 That'd be so funny. Lantern's back, baby. <laughs> uh, Galvantian could be a super interesting one, too. Fury Cutter slash Volt Switch. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charizard would be dope, too. <laughs> Alone Sand Slash? No problem. We're going Fire Spin. Right? We're going Ember into this one. <laughs> you think you're cooking? I'm cooking you. Yeah. You know Ember's going to be the... Oh, you're going to get that, like certain pokemon where it's like oh you're running the toxic set where they're running <laughs> one really energy generation one and one super like <laughs> yeah choppiest yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that could be a, that could be a good one i mean even water gun water gun whiskash would be super interesting when they bring the glygar you just go water gun all of a sudden that matchup's kind of kind of different kind of different um Anyway, yeah, great suggestion though, Fish on Heater. I, I honestly like I'd be open to that. I think it'd be funky, but I'd be open to it. I think Niantic would probably lean more towards doing a third charge attack, but hey, if they go down that route, I think a lot of people will be into the game. Like it'll rejuvenate some of the energy for PP. It might be frustrating in some fronts, but 
I think it'd be cool. It would definitely feel more like a fighting game as well. Yeah. Like in terms of how dynamic it can be. Yeah, because I think right now, like obviously Pokemon Go PP is still fairly dynamic, especially if you compare it to VGC, right? It's pretty fast real time, but it also does feel very mechanical um and still like turn based in a way just a faster turn based game yeah. and obviously fish on heater suggestion would still make it turn based but the turn based is like you still you got to react fast to it cuz like things are switching on a dime versus right now well you're locked in this matchup for a minute you know you could count your opponent's fast attacks like regardless of how fast they're tapping like it's just still going at the same rate right like that bolt switch isn't coming out any faster if you tap harder so you can still predict all the times and stuff. All of a sudden, that Volstagg switches to Fury Cutter midway. You're like, what? <laughs> like, I'm lost. <laughs> yeah, I'm lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's an interesting suggestion for sure. Thanks thanks for that, Fish on Heater. Uh, Jossa says, nice work at Portland, Caleb. Nice work at Ace and Accor. <laughs> 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 that's my favorite comment of the week. <laughs> well, I thank you. <laughs> And of course, says thank you too for his uh, for his recent congrats. That's <laughs> right. Uh, Justin Kim Wu says, "Really nice run in Portland, Caleb. Well done. It was really fun uh, tournament to watch overall. Would love to hear both your thoughts on the tourney, especially the match between Bopper and Kobe. Incredible. Yeah, that was actually pretty. Especially game three. That was well. Game two was also pretty wild too. Um, Justin continues. Bassy is a really fun pick in show six, and I think it's." Really interesting why that would be. It's quite polarizing, both in public opinion and in game. People really hate it and most consider it a low-skill Pokemon. But I think that's an unfair opinion, really based on GBL experience and not Show 6. It takes a lot of skill to bring Bassy into a meta that has Whiskash and or Gligar and usually both on every team. In Show 6, a major component of success is team composition, team reading, which is underestimated by many because GBL is most people's only battle experience. Understanding when and where to place Bassy is really difficult, and it's a high-risk, high-reward strategy, and this made for very entertaining battles. People who were still complained that this is RPS seem to totally miss all the predictive skill and difficulty involved in obtaining the alignment needed to maximize Bassy. Uh, I realize I'm preaching to the choir here, but I thought that was a fascinating component of the viewing experience. Also, Soph and John Garner have been great additions to casting roster, which has surprised absolutely no one. I especially enjoyed the Henry Phoebe duel. They complemented each other very well. Man, Justin taking a lot of the words out of my mouth, man. I don't even need to share some of this stuff. Yeah, I, I agree. I'll, I'll share more definitely about my opinions on um, Bassi in this meta. But um, yeah, people that complain RPS are just, it's, it's laughable. You know what's RPS? Bringing a team that's half that's ABA weak to Bassy and running yeah. into it. Like, yeah. like who's who's gambling here, right? You or me, right? The guy that has a Bassy or the person that's playing into the guy with a Bassy on. Um, Matt, you have any thoughts on Justin's comment? Uh, honestly, I think, you know, like they said, it's uh, a component of show six is team reading and also your team composition, you know, the, the three that you actually send out. Um. And so, obviously, in, in you know, some previous metas, it's been a bit different. But in recent metas, you know, there's not an awful lot of RPS, I'll say. And we saw, we saw this also over the weekend where there were a lot of matchups where the lead was lost, even sometimes a counter switch lost. Mm -hmm. And the opponents have either, you know, taken it back or gotten it super close. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, you know, 
like I said, it's a one of the skills is you know being able to send out a team and sending out a team that's not gonna get RP, RPS as well. You know, mm-hmm. some of your opponents just they were not thinking that way. You know, they were like they were taking. <laughs> they didn't that respect risk. it. They, they thought this was the old Caleb <laughs> Payne where Bassie's bench pressure. Oh, <laughs> I came in hot this weekend, right? <laughs> this ain't no bench pressure. This is Bassie in your face every game. <laughs> <For real. laughs> yeah, I think I surprised everyone, including myself, on that one. But I actually will talk more about that in the Portland section, which is coming up right after this. Um, it's actually no, in my opinion, Bassie's actually not even RPS in this meta. It's actually a really solid top tier Pokemon to bring. And I'll tell you why, right? Because in my opinion, this actually meta makes Bassy very, very viable for many reasons, which is why I actually didn't keep it on the bench and I actually used it a ton. It took me a second to actually figure it out in mid tournament, but then when I realized it myself, I was like, what am I doing? This is actually like really good. Like, what am I, why am I like afraid to use this? Like, and then they started being afraid of it. So, uh, Ryan Colgrove says, I could get down with a third charge move, but I personally do not like the 30 second timer. The game already moves so fast for some. I think it's fun for a little in theory, uh, randomly every once in a while, but would not like it forever. I, I, I kind of agree with that. And I think if you have the third charge move, you don't really need a 30 second timer because if you have more coverage in all your matchups, then being locked into a quote unquote bad matchup theoretically might not be that bad. Assuming you're yeah. assuming that like most viable PvP Pokemon have a have actually coverage moves, right? Like like how many times are you truly completely walled off if you have a third charge move on everything? And if you are, then I think like you know, obviously like you can't cover for everything, but I think just there's so f- maybe, I mean maybe like there's so few situations where that actually will happen. Yeah, moving yeah. forward. So uh, Registeel will be pretty busted, though. <laughs> um, uh, Ryan also says, Also, Caleb Silver Medalist Energy, congrats on your run, sir. Good at this camp confirmed. Every time you do well in a regional like this, I feel less bad losing to you in a local. All that being said, uh, Swabble always makes top cut. I mean, you know. They're there. So... As a result, no, no, hey, I'm flying pizza. He did do pretty solid. He didn't make top eight though, but he did do pretty solid. He made top cuts. He made day two for for his for the first time, but it was a it was a more expanded top cut, I will say. However, he played fantastic, and I personally did not want to play him. So, um, yeah, congrats to him too for that. And I think he's cl- coming close on that world's qualification too. Um, but yeah. That's the YouTube comments. Thanks all for submitting that. And uh, let's dive into Portland recap. You know, let's, uh, I got I gotta, I got a little trinket I got I to gotta put on, you know. Ah, no, no, no big deal. No big deal. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah, wet, bro. You know, fun fact, these all look the same. So this could have been one of my other two, too. You don't mm-hmm. even know. <laughs> But no, this is the this yeah, is the fresh one out, out of Portland. It. This is literally <laughs> that meme. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the meme. Yeah, the the meme that posted was the guy celebrating his second place victory. <laughs> hey, what did you say last week? You said I think you make top yeah, cut, but I think uh, you'll be somewhere between five and eight. Nothing, yeah. you know. I will say. So, so for those oh, that don't know, I I got I second did. place at Portland. Wait, what? I was gonna say it nearly did happen though. It nearly did, but I will say, so I, I made top 12, which was like expanded top cut. 
Um, I think a big part of this was because production probably wanted more stream matches on day two because usually day two ends a lot earlier if you don't have a top 16, uh, if you don't have like 128 or more. Uh, and I, I, honestly, I like that decision. You know, you feature more matches on day one as well because you feature more from loose bracket and then you feature more matches on day two. And yeah, I mean, I think I think it made for some interesting competition and battles for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, I made top day two essentially on the loser side. I was in the top 12, right? So I had to battle. I battled Rubik's Master on day one. I lost to him pretty badly, actually. Um, I definitely made misplays in both games, but pretty badly. And then day two, I had a rematch against him. And it was I, I, and that was like the hardest I got beat all day one, right? I mean, the only person that beat me, but also like the beatdown was pretty intense. So I just remember going into that. I'm like, well, one, I wanted to get top eight because you, you actually get money if you get top eight. Um, I wasn't going to get money if I got top 12. But two, I was like, man, Anacor said, at least top cut. <laughs> At least top base. I'm like, I gotta go for it, man. I can't, I can't, I can't be wrong, right? Against him. <laughs> yeah. But then once I got there, I was like, well, now I can prove him wrong. On top of that, <laughs> I can, I can not only meet his expectation but exceed it per usual in my bets. Um, but yeah, Portland. I mean, what were your thoughts on it? I'm curious as an outside perspective watching. Um. So initially, day one. So okay. So one thing. Um. There were, I, I'd, I'd say, like, no, there was a, there was a decent amount of players, and there was also, yeah, like I think it was like ninety-two, people. I think, yeah, officially, like a really, really good amount. Yeah. Um, what was interesting is you had a lot more, um, uh, a lot more players reaching either like you know winners or losers finals that maybe haven't uh, like maybe haven't got that far before so i thought that was kind of cool as well like um, like who uh, for example so okay let me it's technically abinas first top cut yeah which is kind of wild for a while yeah um i feel like uh, i guess flying pizza got today too yeah shadow mimikyu made it uh, i don't know if shadow mimikyu yeah. made it uh, shadow mimikyu top cut at the beginning uh, oh did he okay yeah i think yeah he made like, winners the beginning made winners like, finals last tournaments of last year yo kobe kuplins yeah so this guy i had no clue who he was i don't think Um, anyone did he he only played in one tournament before this which was portland last year he got like he was like 40 something so and then he came out flying he only lost one game one battle day one and it was against beach one or two he beat beach he beats he two-owed rubik's master he two yeah, he chilled Kem Koo. Josh Lee's not bad too. Josh Josh yeah. Lee beat Axon at Sacramento. And two one Bopper. I guess that was the next day. Yeah, yeah the next day. Uh, I mean, but yeah. Bopper's pretty good as well. And then he went to game five versus Abinov and then game five versus me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a pretty I mean, yeah, you can say like oh you made a misplay here or there, but like, dude, everyone gonna make misplays. You you yeah. you wanna face that you wanna face that lineup and see how you do? <laughs> you ain't gonna make it as far as Kobe <laughs> Kuplin, in my opinion. I don't think I don't think the majority of people in the world, if anyone, might be able to replicate that on a given day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had it the was man Super impressive, yeah. Yeah, local too. He was super nice. Uh, honestly, I was I was rooting for him. Um, do you know his history? Just generally, or did you not? Do no, no, no. I, I just talked to him briefly, but he just yeah. like not. I actually didn't talk to him much because we were never like backstage together. Um, 
because after when I went up and faced him for Lucius finals, he was ready on stage, so I just joined him. So we weren't really like, like we didn't really have like one on one combos much. Um, but I told him when I sat down to face him, I was like, hey man, I was I was rooting I was rooting for you to win this all. Uh, but now that's me and you. I mean. I'm rooting for me. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna go down easy. <laughs> I'm st- I was still like, if he beat me, I would still be rooting for him. But I wasn't. I wasn't going to give him the win <laughs> without trying. Okay, so. so on um, Sylph, so he's got no GBL data or like leaderboard data. Oh um, wow! Okay. And Sylph, that's it. Seems crazy. like he took part in Sylph in season three. So that was like 2020, 2021. But he did like four tournaments and then he did dude, like what what did he do dude he was he, he, he went two, on some so montage training session or something yeah. no no he like he legit before. was playing so well too that's the thing like oh, even when he played a... on gong rippers and i feel like i recognize that name oh yeah he and said something team. about that in an interview yeah um when they interviewed really? him aside but they're not like some like they weren't some emerald still fashion. No, team, no, no. Though, but I so feel like, like let me, let's see who who was on the team. Yeah. Well, what's his factions record? Like, ha, did he actually play in a lot of factions battles? He did. Uh, okay. So he played in. Yeah, he played in quite a lot. So I think okay. he played um, a lot of seasons. Okay. Like maybe three or four. So he definitely has show um, six experience for sure. But still, yeah. like that's like I mean, a lot of the people that made top cut did right. He just, uh, yeah, actually, I don't really recognize any of the names on, yeah, on Rippers, so, uh, yeah, dude, Pretty very good. impressive. Pretty I was good, very impressed. Yeah. Um, like, of course, like a lot of people are going to focus on some of the negatives or like misplaced more than anything else, but like, dude, the, these keyboard warriors at home, man, like, you gotta, <laughs> like, let's see you do what he did or what any, a lot of these top cut players did. Yeah. Like, it's not, I don't even care if people criticize me, right? But I'm just saying, like, so I'll start be watching stuff and be like, oh, like, Kale's opponent's throwing, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, like, what? Like, have you ever played a tournament? Like, <laughs> who plays in a tournament and makes no, no misplays? Like, like, even, even accident. to recognize as well. Like, when you're watching, you don't have to keep track of everything. Yeah. that the player actually does because yeah. you're just watching, you know? So it's, very, it's a lot easier to analyze. This is also why it's a lot easier to analyze your own battles when you watch it back because yeah. you're not sitting there having to keep track of energy and having to keep track of like, you know, and also figure out a game plan at the same time. So um, this is the thing too. Good players, I recognize, like like in Twitch chat, you know what they'll say when they see a misplay? They'll say... They'll, they'll say, like, yeah, like, you know, this player could have done this differently or something like that. Maybe this was a better win con or, you know, uh, whatever. But they rec- they'll, they'll also say sometimes, like, but, you know, I, I can see how in the moment they might have lost count or in the heat of the moment they swapped down instead of staying in when they, sh- you know, when they shouldn't have or something like that. Players that typically aren't very good are just criticizing and be like, what a throw! What a bad mistake! Like they don't recognize how hard it is in the moment to make those calls, or 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 the fact that they don't have access to the other half of the information that the viewers have, right? Like like good players, like I'll see like for example, Rise Occasion in chat or something, uh, say like, yeah, I mean like the win con here for this player is probably was to stay in and throw earthquake rather than swap out and bring in the Medicham and you know and like fall for this like bait out the Medicham strategy. But he's like, but then he also say like, but I can see how it's hard to recognize in the moment or in that situation or whatever. It's tempting to bring the med jam. See, that's that's the difference. And if you think 
like I said, if you think you could do it better, yo, sign up, man. There's plenty of spots, especially in NA, right? But in most regions, there's plenty of spots in these regionals and international for you to sign up and show us how it's done. There's some really vocal random Twitch chatters I see that like I never see actually at tournaments. I'm like, dude. You you're like in every you're in every tournament stream commentary <laughs> like like you you must know the meta like the back of hand. Let's see you put put your put it put it put it to work, right? Let's see what happens. All right? Prove us wrong. Right? Become a become a household name in PvP. But we could use some extra participation. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. More more participants, more prize money. True. I think. True. More prize money for you to win at home if you think you got what it takes. Mm-hmm. Sign up. Sign up. Um, but yeah, uh, the seating was really good too, in my opinion. I think most of the groups are pretty balanced overall. And the thing I liked about seating is that you were facing the like, if you're a higher seed, you're facing like the harder, like the higher skill opponents based on seating at least later on the bracket. So you weren't going to face like, you know. Like Axon and Rubik's Master, if they're in the same bracket, they weren't. There would there would be no world where they play each other round one, which is nice. They might play each other in semifinals, probably not even quarterfinals, but semifinals, yeah, or maybe winners finals, right, of that bracket, which which was really nice for sure. Yeah, and even um, with the seeding, it's like if you look at um, a lot of the there were some on there were definitely some like two. like yeah, not a lot, a lot super highly seeded. Like Shadow Mimikyu was not seeded very high, but I think. Like he, he clearly yeah, was like exactly. underrated. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, so it's not perfect, but that's, I mean, part yeah. of it is also well, if I they mean, just that, like that the player of, didn't play as much yeah. in previous seasons. I think it also speaks to like the, the level, like the level of some of the players that compete. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, Kobe Cooper was like, definitely not seated correctly. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. I remember also because he was, he was on the same bracket as you. He was on the other side. So I never actually faced him on day one. But I remember looking at, I was like, wait. I was like, who's this Kobe Coupling guy? Because at first I'm like, okay, you win a few. And then I'm looking, I'm like, wait, he beat Kemcoop, he beat Beach, he beat Rubik's Master. And then we saw the Rubik's Master game on stream. I was like, whoa, like, I mean, I just got destroyed by Rubik's Master the round before. And then he's making it look like Rubik's Master's like a joke to him, right? I was like, this is the world's runner up, right? I was like, if he's a joke to Rubik's Master, I'm like a, like a peon, right? In comparison, because I just got destroyed by Rubik's Master. I was like, Dude, this guy's cooking. Like, what is like you know? Because sometimes you see these people, especially before seating, you see people like some of these brackets be a little bit easier, right? Some groups. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, this person looks like a god in this bracket, and then they go to top cut, and then they face a good player, and like it all falls apart, right? Mm-hmm. But like he was actually facing good players on day one, especially because he wasn't seated very high, so he was obviously facing the better players because he was the lower seed every time, every time actually, pretty much. But I don't even think he had a buy round one. So no, no, um, he, he was straight up battling round one. Yeah, yeah. So what what did you think of the tournament overall? Um, yeah, I thought it was good. I think um, meta was I want to say interesting. It was like Kaigar Central. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I think this was kind of almost expected, right? Um, you know, mm. that was like one of the biggest developments over the last or last tournament. Um, and then it's like, how do you build on that? But honestly, I was pretty impressed on, I didn't expect mad innovation, right? Um, just because it's like, it, you know, you, you already had the first NA tournament um, with San Antonio. I expected that to be 
probably the most innovative. And then from there, the next two NA tournaments being roughly on the same thing. Um, and it wasn't like amazingly innovative, but um, there were certain mons that did, um, that were a bit more commonly used, like, you know, Vigoroth. Um, there was a few Mandibuzzes, which, you know, I think is not also not a bad call in terms of, you know, beating um, a few of the most common. It's probably the best neutral check to Gligar too. Yeah. And I think it's also a bit more, I want to say a bit beats, more preferable like than some... running something like Skarmory instead um, mm -hmm. as, as that kind of role where, you know, Skarmory is like in certain matchups, there's just, you know, almost nothing you can do, right? Um, whereas Mandibuzz, at least with Dark Pulse, you have some play. So, yeah. you know, it gives you a bit more flexibility in that sort of situation. Um, a couple Deoxys, but I, I don't think Deoxys was ever bad. I think just people weren't using it. Because, um, again, there's no ghosts in this meta right now. Um, mm -hmm. Or dark types, essentially. So it's like Deoxys's two biggest issues just aren't present. Uh, yeah, I will say, though, Deoxys, instead of like a Polyrath, made that the matches versus Whiskash a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, yeah, but in my opinion, Polyrath is really hard to use in this meta. Um, as someone that had it, like, Shadow in I particular, just, or just. Shadow in particular. I think if I were to run it back, I would go non-shadow. Just because I, I could just mean. tank an aerial ace. Because you get outpaced by the Gligar, and no one no one you face that's good is going to be too slow for you to actually get two extra counters. Yeah, They'll get to that aerial ace before you get to that first icy win, and you just can't survive it. And there's what's the point of shielding? Because you shield, they still outpace you to the next move. So like you just you just spend a shield for no reason, right? In a losing matchup. So um yeah, yeah, I, I, I think, think Arrow, Arrow was definitely onto something running like, the non-shadow, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it, it plays a bit more of the Medicham role from last season where you have play into the Gligar. Obviously, you have play into the Gligar here as well, but you're you're slightly slower in terms of Icy Wind versus Ice Punch. So, uh, you know, like you said, you kind of need that bulk so you can actually tank something and yeah. you know, reach multiple if possible. Yeah, and, and the bulk, I think, would actually help versus Vigoroth and Whiskash as well. Like, I lost Switch against a Whiskash when I counter-swapped it when I didn't shield the first Mud Bomb in an in a off-stream matchup. Which is why, like, against Abinov, I kept shielding the first Mud Bomb, even though I had, like, the lead counter-swap and back-end matchup locked in to my advantage. I had to because, like, I saw that play out the first day, and I was just like, dude, like, if he shields a Scald, like, I'm kind of in trouble, especially if I don't get a debuff. Yeah. I don't want to shield, like, you know, a, a debuff mud bomb either, so... And I think even um, Licky matchups are kind of similar as well, where it's like, you kind of... Licky's actually to... not too bad. You you, uh, you actually could win that consistent with Shadow, too. Um, you you kind of have to shield that power whip, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're... If you're oh, you don't. You just go straight Icy Wind, though. You have to go straight Icy Wind first. Yeah. If you go straight Icy Wind, then you don't have to. But, but, but if you can't go straight Scald, because then if, if they land it, then it's a different story. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let's switch, switch up that situation a little bit um but yeah congrats to abinov though for winning it all yeah. um yeah. did you think that bastion actually had that much play because i was day two i just brought it <laughs> i brought it in all three games versus Berto. i brought it in three out of my four games versus abinov in the first set and then all three games in the second set but the second set actually didn't work out so well because okay uh, so how i didn't think he respected all, that much yeah day one right so we only day one i i i only no, I had two stream bat matches. I, oh, no, I had three stream matches, actually. You had three? Uh, yeah, my first one was against Zimbo Hannon. Oh. It was my round. It was like my round two, because uh, but technically round one, because I had to buy. Yeah. 
And then um and I, I brought Bassy into that game. That was my first and that was actually my only Bassy game. I played uh two games off stream and I played against Rubik's Master on stream. I didn't bring Bassy. And then I played against Beach on stream and I didn't bring Bassy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So was, in, actually a good uh, uh, the vast majority of my battles were streamed actually on stream. Okay. So day one yeah. in total, how often did you bring Bassy? Only once. Which was Kenzimbo. <laughs> yeah. And I, I won with it. But okay, so let me let me tell you why it's actually like and, and like I'm not even trying to like pat my own back or anything because I don't think it fully processed in my head at the time. I I had a theory that Bassy was gonna be pretty good in this meta. Definitely better than Carbink, in my opinion. Because you just have better matchups against Lickitung and Cresselia, right? Uh, and, and Skarmory for starters. But I thought about it more because I was like, why was I bringing so much in day two? And it started like click, right? All of a sudden. So, so obviously last season, last GBL season's meta, completely terrible. It's probably the worst meta for Bassy for sure. But when I brought it a year ago in San, San Diego, when the Trevenant knocked out, you know, Lantern meta, and then in Fresno, which was like the Registeel Medicham meta, right? And Lone Sandslash meta, whatever. Uh, like Bassy wasn't the best, right? It was still a lot of bench pressure for the most part. This meta is actually completely different. And, and so, Obviously, you have your Mud Boys and your your Fighter and Registeel still around, right? But one, not every team has a Steel, and a lot of teams don't have Registeel, right? So in, let's say, the top 12, there is a total of five Registeel, so less than half the team. All the other Steels outside of my Bastion is just um, Skarmory, and then one alone Sand Slash from Rubik's Master Team, and that's it, right? So like, so one, Registeel is pretty much out of the picture. There's no Galarian Stumpfist, right, at all, right? So So... Primarily, one the main the the seal head to head is not really like a a serious threat or a common threat in general. Um, of course, you always have mud boys, so that, like you know you have the whisk cash matchup you're going to lose to, or the polyrath matchup the fighter. But no one brought except for Kobe. No one brought polyrath and whisk cash in the top twelve. So there's that. Um, so if they don't have the polyrath, they probably have a pseudo fighter like Deoxys Defense or Vigoroth. Bastion has decent play into those two, actually. Um, it's not walled by them, right? It does much better than them against it used to against Medicham for sure. And at least you can eat the energy as well. So they're kind yeah. of like pretty much yeah. Okay. Now let's think about this. Primary uh primary water, bulk water, right? Instead of lantern, it's mostly Azumro now. You hard win that. Uh primary electric, right? It's mostly charge bug instead of lantern. You hard win that. Right, flyers. Yes, Glygar is kind of annoying, but he has some neutral play into it. And then some people opt to run Skarmory. Hard win that, right? Any other flyer, really, besides Glygar, you, you win those. Yeah. yeah, Umbreon is pretty much out. There's no Umbreon anywhere. There is no uh, Umbreon. on the entire top sixteen, actually, there's no Umbreon. I didn't see a single Umbreon the whole tournament. Everyone's opting for Lickitung. Everyone's opting for Lickitung for that bulky Pokemon that you know it takes super effective counter damage. And Umbreon, yes, a loose Sebastian, but it kept it close. Right, and it wasn't the most comfortable matchup for Bastion. Lickitung just gets hard wall by Bastion, even with Power Whip. You're just like destroying them. You come with the energy. Like, there's no shot they can actually flip that matchup, even if you swap in late. The grass, no grass. Everyone's running either Lickitung or Cresselia for the grass or both. Bastion hard wins that. Like, like I'm telling you right now, like it's not RPS in my opinion when Bastion has three to four hard win matchups on every team, and then and then you have one hard losing matchup with Whiskash or a Fighter. 
And you got like a soft loss to Gligar because you can still do neutral damage back. And they, they're shielding every stone as you throw at them. You just get outpaced, but like you're not stuck in that situation. And so that's why when people say it's RPS, I'm like, no, like, you don't understand. Like, when I was looking at it on paper, I'm like, wait, my Bastion could beat, like, more than half their team, right? Like, especially when it's, like, when it beats three, hard beats three, or hard beats four, and it's soft, it's soft matchup into the fifth or sixth Pokemon, dude, it's, that, it's so safe. Me, yeah. It's <laughs> so safe. I literally, I literally strategized. I was, like, looking at their team. I was, like, if I lead Bastion... I'm only swapping out versus this and maybe this second thing, and that's it. Otherwise, I win the lead completely. And then here's the thing. If they ran ever, if anyone ever ran an ABA week to Bassey team in the lead and I led Bassey, I never lost a single one of those games this whole weekend. It's literally impossible, right? <laughs> they had a Skarmory in the lead with a charge in the back or vice versa or like a Mandibuster Cresselia in the back. I literally did. There, right? No, no, no. It was, no, that was that they had two counters be... in the back. The Abinov one? The Abinov one, yeah. No, no, he had Charge Bug with Gligar and Whiskash in the back. It was ABB. Yeah. Yeah, that was still pretty crazy, though. When he won that, I was like, I literally was like, whoa. I was like, I lost that. <laughs> but looking back on it, I don't know how I could have played it because it was the, the Whiskash safe swap I had to shield him up on with my Polygraph. It was a problem. Yeah. If I had a non-child Polygraph, I probably would have won that consistently. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, and, and like, I'm not even trying, like, look, you don't have to use Bastion if you don't want to, but like, I'm telling you right now, like, it's actually like, actually a top tier Pokemon this meta. Like, you, there's like, I looked at it logically and they like, it actually like made a lot of sense. Like, you, like, I, like, there was a match where I almost won against Abinov because he had a big growth in my Bastion, but I kind of misplayed it and shield something I shouldn't have shielded. But, um, is that the one where like, Two I, would have KO'd his Vigoroth and you had Yeah, yeah. But I, I actually double shielded my Azumarill and I got no value out of the second shield. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a, my own like matchup knowledge, lack of matchup knowledge because I threw straight Ice Beam and I didn't throw a play rough. And if I did, I was able to bubble it down, but I couldn't bubble it down because I didn't have the extra damage. Yeah. So that was kind of my own fault looking back on it. But because I remember thinking, I was like, why am I losing this? I'm like, how am I losing this two shield matchup versus? I think it's because also the match before you went he, straight he, Ice Beam and it worked. Like, well, no, the, well, previously we would be caught in the lead, so it was fine. Uh -huh. He safe swapped us. He also won much yeah, shot ahead. Yeah, yeah. But I still would have won that if I just landed one play rough and I just didn't. Yeah. I even baited his first shield with the Ice Beam. So, like, I should have just gone straight play rough afterward. Like, he wouldn't have gone double shield uh, off the bat there. So, um,. Yeah, that's my selling point for Bastion. Like, for people that say it's RPS, like, you just don't understand the meta. <laughs> like, okay, okay, I'll put it this way, right? I'll give people, all, uh, like, uh, two options here, right? Because I think these are the only two possible options. Either A, I'm right, and Bastion's actually really strong in this meta, stronger than it's ever been in any Show 6 meta, at least since the inception of the official championship series. And it actually has a ton of play, and it beats, like, more than half teams, half of teams most of the time. Or B... It's a trash RPS Pokemon that's really hard to use in show six. And I'm a PvP god that's made it to grand finals three <laughs> times in a row with Bastion on my team. You pick your poison there, right? Because <laughs> I actually used it this time. It wasn't like I was on bench press. I was like bringing it. And uh, it felt Honestly, pretty good. I think that was the biggest... Uh, I don't want to say that was the biggest change, but like, you know, it was one thing that I was thinking. Well, obviously, like you said, it was really good against most teams. But also actually bringing it and then because yeah because even the commentators like well he's not actually gonna bring it right yeah. dude my favorite series was my losers finals versus kobe coupling because i literally was like back against the wall down oh two i was like 
I'm doing it, right? This Grisela is a huge pain. I need something for it consistently. And I led it into the Mandibuzz ABA Cresselia in the back team composition. And like that like got me back in the game. Because I, I did that. And then the next game, he brought triple Bastion counter because he was so scared of it. <laughs> and then like obviously I was gonna bring Bastion at that point because his team was actually probably the strongest in the Bastion. He had like four hard counters to it. Mm-hmm. So like I was just like this Bastion was just too hard to bring. But I just like went with my guts. I was like, I need something for it. I just need I, I need a saving grace here and and it, it worked out like it, like the stars aligned so well. In the second game, he just like completely overcorrected for Bastion. Didn't happen. And then game five, he didn't overcorrect as much. But what I knew is that his only reliable check to my Gligar was Mana Buzz, and I scared her off so much with Bastion in that game. And I was bringing like a Zuma every game too, so it was like it was like so scary. Like the one time he brought Mana Buzz, it just ended terribly. I just knew there was no way he's ever going to bring Mana Buzz, and so I just say swapped the Gligar, and he had like no clear answer for it, and I was just like able to play around with the clocks there but um but yeah that was a really fun because i i don't think i've ever pulled that off before where i had to reverse sweep someone at best of five and uh i was just like well if i lose here i lose here i was like go down swing with bastion but then it just like <laughs> it just like went the other way uh Bruv, also, yeah, yeah bring, leading your bastard on game one into like <laughs> five different people, as if dude, they and they were all like, the so, yeah, yeah, and they were all like ABA weak to it, like it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, after yeah the, they didn't respect the second, it. I think after Ramberto, I was like, you know, because Ramberto obviously would have been watching your matchup against Ruby. Yeah, and no, it was and like Onion Frank. It was Leo Geo. Leo Geo and Onion Frank. Yeah, yeah. By Leo Geo, I was like, surely they by now. Leo Gio went ABA week to Bassey both games. <laughs> like, if I just let Bassey again, he just hard loses. Game. Like, it's, again, I never lost a game when they were ABA week to Bassey and I led Bassey. Like, it was, it's literally impossible if you have the right, like, backline built. And, like, you should. If, if you're running Bassey, you should know how to build backlines around it. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, Bassey was cooking. I felt great. <laughs> this weekend I, you know i know i got second again but like and there's some like okay here's here the worst part about being second is like if i if i win a regional right or a tournament all my misplays i made feel justified like i can forgive myself for it every time i get second and i know like this is like a very unique feeling that maybe only potamon really knows <laughs> maybe rick's master's degree as well right is every time i get second i always think I'm grateful for making that far, but man, all my misplays mean so much more now because yeah. if I didn't make them or I didn't make those bad line calls, then I could have been the champion. Whereas if I was the champion, it's like, ah, you know, like I made some misplays, but I still came away with, you know, with the championship, right? So that's the only thing that kind of eats at me a little bit, but I don't know. I'm I'm pretty damn consistent. <laughs> did, did you think, okay. I am the world record holder for number twos, yeah. yeah. Potamon had a chance if he just threw that last one, but he had to go win it on his third one. <laughs> but, um, he didn't have I'm, a vision. Yeah. Can, w- would you say I'm the second best player in the world? <laughs> <laughs> I beat uh, Moose Master. That's an interesting way to twist it, right? <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, honestly, like I like even I towards the end when I got to the grand finals, I was like, wait, there's no way I actually get got because I didn't expect to make it that far, right? Especially after yeah. dropping. Like I came from loser side this time too. Whoa, there was the Onion Frank. <laughs> oh my gosh, talk about yo! Shout out Onion Frank, man. He's the yeah, one that got me that here. Was... He's he, I got when they say paid actor, yeah, that is, <laughs> that is what I mean. No, no, I saw a tweet from Hot Pocket afterward or Out of Pocket, I should say, and um. I don't know if it was about me specifically, but the timing of his tweet, like I'm pretty sure it was. It was his tweet was something along the lines of, Man, this man, plot plot armor's real. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I had to like it. I was like, yo, it's true, man. I was like, look, I mean, I did everything I had to. I was ABA week to Skarmory. I had to do something there. But um yeah, it was uh yeah, it all worked out there for me <laughs> in a couple ways. I mean, but that's the thing though. Like if you're playing these tournaments, you're you have to you have to play to your best your ability and then you have to capitalize on any opponent's misplays. Because everyone's gonna make misplays in most situations, somewhere along the lines. Right? Like even like I think Kobe Kuplin uh, played really well all the way throughout. But even that game five, he could have overfarmed more against my glide bar before throwing, but right. he probably lost track of the counts. And I think he actually might be able to make it a zap can against my zoom row if that was the case. Mm -hmm. Um but potentially I could have been an ice he could be an ice beam ranger instead of play rough range. So it's hit or miss. But like, you know, like even in that's like, you know, there's just like very little things you have to capitalize on when you can. And of course I may I play made plenty of misplays too, right? So like obviously my opponents capitalize on it too. But um, but that's the thing in these games, like is like you 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 could you can only do your best because you're not gonna have the team composition no matter how good predicted you are. Yeah. And you have to like those are the games that matter is if you could capitalize your opponent's misplays and um but yeah yeah what were your thoughts watching it because you probably like when you saw me like you're like like you probably didn't think i was gonna make it to the top two again right <laughs> like watching yeah it. I, I mean so so i watched it really late um, yeah i was working in the day and i literally i turned my phone on do not disturb and i made sure there was zero spoilers so i didn't yeah. even interact with my phone until uh -huh. I got home. It was also raining loads as well, yeah. So, uh -huh. you know, the whole day I was like, you know, I was in the rain, but I didn't really have that many distractions because yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to interact with my phone. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I waited right to the end of the day, started watching it. And honestly, I, yeah, I didn't, you know. I mean, okay, look, obviously. I mean, I, I didn't either, to be fair. Right? I'm not like, I don't, I don't. I don't blame any. I wouldn't bet on me in that situation going to day two, regardless. Right after how bad that that um uh, Rubik's master beat me down in that first first day, like, like there was a couple games where where because it was so close, yeah. Uh -huh. I was like at that point, actually, I'll be honest, isn't it? Yeah, at that point, so probably around the middle of day two, right? So I, I felt like you weren't as on point as you would need to be for me to think like, oh yeah, he's going to go all the way. <laughs> you didn't think I was on point? <laughs> when did so I look either. shaky? <laughs> okay, so the, um, it, it was two games. So obviously there was the Onion Frank game. There was also another game where I think- yeah, I just couldn't like, do anything to Onion Frank though. In the first game, yeah. he just had me like hard beat. But then I realized, I was like, wait, the only way you had me hard beat is because you didn't respect Bastion when ABA weak to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. There was the also like um I think it was like one of the Rubik's Master games where 
Um, oh, oh, the Glygirl where I, I like double shielded even though he had yeah, double ice punch. Yeah. A bit, yeah a bit well, but in my opinion, like, well, yeah, I did lose track of the counts, but also like, I was like, there's no way I could win this if I don't somehow yeah, get to fair, the move. Yeah. 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 Um, but there were a couple shaky parts where I was a bit like, oh, I don't think he's, I don't really think he's got into like, all the way in. <laughs> but then I think like by around like the Ramberto game and further, I was like, okay, yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, it's looking like his. Uh... Well, you probably thought I was real shaky first game into Abhinav when I lost that like game that I thought was impossible to lose for me. Yeah, yeah. And then I go and 3 0 him. <laughs> and you're like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> and I brought Bastion yeah. to like almost all the other games too. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and then it went downhill when I tripled down on Bastion. <laughs> all three <laughs> I just. So what I didn't count for, Abhinav told me after, is. um. He just stopped bringing charge book after that first game. He realized how bad it was with my Bassy. So, like, because in my mind, I'm looking at Abinov's team. I got a, I got a fifty percent chance of catching a good lead. Lickitung, Azumarill, charge book. I hard windows. Gligar and Vigoroth. I have some play. Whiskash. I just like have the least amount of play. Right. So in my mind, Bassy lead is still pretty good. So I, I lost the first game. And then I, I lose the second game. And third game, I'm like, dude, there's no way I can't catch a Lickitung, a Zimmer, or a Charge Bug lead. And, but the thing is, like, in his mind, he was only possibly going to lead a Zimmer or Lickitung at that point. And I think he just completely wrote off, like, leading Lickitung at that point, too. Because he's like, it's not worth Like, Like, the Bassy like, threat really hit him in that first series. And I didn't register that in my head. Like, I didn't realize how much it impacted him. I just thought, like he was just going to actually switch it up and think there was no way I was actually going to bring Bassey again. But he just... So you were saying you were writing notes this time, yeah? Yeah, Or like, I, I don't did. know if you were writing notes before, right? I but, did. No, 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 this uh, is the first time. Uh, this is yeah. the first time I've ever done it in a tournament format. And honestly, the first time I started was like literally last week when I was like scrimming people pre right. to prepare for it, yeah. And how do you feel like that helped you? Oh, it helped a ton. Um, so the counts were like kind of iffy because sometimes if I miss count, like I'm writing down, I'm like, wait, I was like, I didn't think they were at the move, but clearly they are because I, yeah. So I, I so sometimes I'll miscount, but that, that'll happen even if I didn't have a notepad. Um, what I really did with a notepad was sketch out some of my matchups ahead of time too. So I'll, and that's why, I, I think that's why I really started bringing Bassey on game day two because I was really leading up on, I was really taking it seriously. And so I was just like, yo, if I lead Bassey into this team, I'm like staying in versus like four out of these five, six matchups. And I'm just like, why wouldn't I leave Bassey, right? It looks so strong, right? And then and then I'll say like, oh, if they swap in Whiskash, I'm bringing Polly, right? Mm -hmm. And if they swap in Gligar, I'm bringing Zumro, right? Like I, I wasn't like going to just counter swap with anything random, right? right. Or if they're ABA weak to Bassey, I'm just staying in. Like there's no way like they're going to win this either way at that point. Um, So it helped a ton. Yeah, it, it helped a lot. I highly recommend it if anyone considers it. Um, I used to be a very, like, I'm just going to remember everything on the top of my head. And then another thing I did was I was writing down um, their lineups as well so that I was, like, mm -hmm. keeping a rough track of what they're bringing so that um, I wrote down what they brought and what I brought. Because right. if they, if I'm remembering what, if I'm writing down what I brought as well, because that's how they're thinking, right? They're yeah. they're remembering, oh, he brought Bassey two out of the three last games. I'm going to, you know, game four, I'm going to bring something else, you know, mm -hmm. to counter Bassey, right? So, um so it worked out. I, I mean, honestly, I, I have really no regrets. Uh, I think my, I think the games I played the worst in, I mean, Grand Finals reset, I, I just I just shouldn't have brought the Bastion on. I think I was just like out-comped in most of those games. Uh, my worst games are probably against Rooster Master Day 1. Like, I already, I, already, I made best plays both games. Second game was actually very winnable. I just didn't trust my counts and didn't over-farm when I should have with Gygar. 
and that really did cost me. And then game one, I like I probably was gonna lose that because that's just bad team comp into him. Like I just couldn't win safe swap charge bug into his Trevenant lead. And I just ran weak to Trevenant lead. And then um I didn't wait out my timer, so I just got hit with the Zap Cam polygraph. I couldn't even swap out. I was like, why did I rush my timer with it's like it was like six seconds left. I rush in and my timer's not even up and I get hit by a zap can out of the polygraph. I'm like, I guess one shot. I was like at that point, that was my first game. I was just like, dude, I, I played terribly here. Um but outside of that, I think I played well. I had that charge bug. I had that zoom roll catch with charge bug in the Glycon against Beach Day One. <laughs> that was hard to do. I had a catching on a four turn uh, tr uh, fast attack <laughs> charge Especially bug. Because you know it's someone like Beach as well. So it's like, it's not really reliable that if you. Yeah, do that and he's using a two turn move too. Exactly. Yeah, so I literally had to pause. I had to channel my inner European, you know, do some pausing <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But. um. I don't know. I'm happy with it. Uh, I got 160 points off of that for championship points. So theoretically, if I max out my locals, like six cups and six challenges, I'll be 50 points over for qualification for Worlds. Okay. But maxing them out and winning six challenges and six cups is not yeah. the easiest thing. So I have, but I have 50 points of leeway. But that's why my thought is, I'm going to do LA, but top cutting at LA is not guaranteed. And then... I guess if I bring Bastion, it's guaranteed. <laughs> but then EYC, <laughs> well, we I think. I don't know what e the meta is going to be then. Yeah. You know, I'm bringing Bastion out of the way, though. Hey, man. You... <laughs> it doesn't matter what I'm at. Haters can hate, but you can't knock the consistency, man. My consistency is actually like, I mean, it's even shocking. Like, honestly, coming into Portland, this, I was, it was my first tournament this year, right? I was just like, dude, there's. There's just no way I ever get back to grand. Like I, in my mind, I was like, I don't, I don't know the next time I'll ever get back to grand finals. Because like I, in my mind, you have to play really, really well. And this had, this had freaking Rumors Master and Axon in the same tournament too, and I had to face Rumors Master twice. Like that was like oh, we, we even talked about it last week. I was like, oh man, I could be, I could be another guy on the list. I, I wasn't the second though. If I beat him first day, I would have been the second person. Kobe Kuplin second, the second person on that list. But I'm, I'm, I'm number three though. <laughs> so. <laughs> But yeah, like I just other, um, like one of Rubik's Masters. I don't know achievements was like his best and worst finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ended that. <laughs> you did that. <laughs> I ended it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. My, that's not mine though. Uh, no, my worst was seventeenth at Hartford. Hmm. Yeah, but that was it. Two seventeen, two and two. Insane run, insane, uh, insane record. I can't lie. Thank you, thank you. We'll, we'll try to top at UIC, dude. Again, like, there's in my mind, there's no way I make like grand finals at UIC if I compete there. Yeah, I but if I, that. but if I, but if I'm there, dude, I would just be like, at that point, I'm like, this is this gotta be the Truman Show. Like, there's someone like punking me right now. Like, this is like, this is not real life. Like, something set up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's definitely more of a more of an ask, but we'll see. I'll definitely bet against you from doing that around the time. I mean, yeah, I would too. Okay, well, maybe it's not bet then. I would bet against me too, but like, yeah, it's it's like it's like um, what's it? It's like logic versus the stars, you know. <laughs> so I, don't know. I don't know what's <laughs> the, the stars, stars? The, what's the stars <laughs> the, the universe you know? oh. the like something about like how you wish upon a star is about to break out in song <laughs> yeah that was a fun time though um 
I told people, bring your bass counters, and I wasn't kidding this time. <laughs> I brought it. I brought it. Anyway, but that's my that's my take on it too. I I actually think that um, jokes aside, I actually think Bastion's actually really strong in this meta. So if you want to run it yourself before the remainder of this meta is shifted, check out my oh, video man. on it. I'll be dropping video analysis video on my gameplay and stuff and breaking it down more in depth. Yeah, there's some place I think that people don't realize why I was doing what I was doing, like um. Like there was a match over Sparta where I just, like I just threw like body slam instead of the power whip, um, even though I had the energy for it. Like there were like reasons why I was doing those things that I I just I'll probably explain in my like recap video. Like against Kobe Cooper in that fifth game, I went dig in the straight airways when I wasn't at dig energy. Like in my mind, like that's it's not if it's it's not even misplay that he shielded it either. Because if he doesn't shield that airways, I just bubble him down. Like there's no reason for me to go dig. There's like I just win if he doesn't shield it. So he has to shield it. It was like the easiest like play for me. People were like, why wouldn't you build up to at least dig, right? Or like why would he shield when he's not a dig energy? I'm like, dude, like yeah, you can't. Also, like if I yeah, yeah. Also, when I throw that airways, I get him more nervous because he's like, oh shoot, he's probably close to the next move I have to throw, right? Even though it's at zero energy. But like it, it forces his hand too, right? So um yeah, I think that's that's the thing that people don't really realize, I think, from a watching perspective. But, you know. Hey, yeah. if you need a team for Melbourne, you need a little Bassy. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to run Basti, but... Yeah, that's what everyone says. Uh, I, I always, I, It's always funny because when people do well in these tournaments, they'll look at it and they'll be like, <laughs> the look at, I mean, obviously, Abinov won there all, right? But even if, like, Abinov got, like, second, I guarantee people will be like, damn. I mean, I was, that's going to be the meta team this 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 cycle, right? <laughs> no one ever looks at my second place team as like, that's going to be the meta team. <laughs> it's like a Caleb one and done. Like, no one ever's like, oh, that's the meta team now this cycle. <laughs> it's never that. <laughs> true, yeah. I, th I think someone definitely did say that. They were like, oh, this looks like it's going to be the meta team. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, even if you got second place, that would be the meta team. It won't be mine. <laughs> but I guess I can't really talk because I didn't win, so... Well, we've got um, two more events this uh, month. So, uh, was it Charlotte and Liverpool? Liverpool, Wait. I'm very excited about because... Oh, oh, and, and uh, well, it's Melbourne, early February. And then next month, yeah, you've got Melbourne and... Knoxville. Knoxville on the same weekend. Okay. And then Dortmund to finish it off. And then that will be the end of like that section. Wow. I feel like this meta was short. Like, there wasn't a lot. I, I, guess there, I guess there's also not an international for it. Yeah, and but also, oh, it like, might be because of holiday too, so that might yeah. be why. Because there's like two tournaments, big gap. Uh, I guess three tournaments now, yeah. and then next week, next month is three tournaments, but only two weeks, because like two are on the same weekend. So I guess that's how many tournaments were in the last meta. Uh, so I could do the NA ones if you need help. Pittsburgh, Peoria, um, Sacramento, San Antonio. That's four. There's Curitiba and LAIC. That's six yeah. for LATAM. Barcelona, Lille. Barcelona, Lille. Um, German one, Stuttgart, was it? No, Gdansk. No, Stuttgart was, no, yeah. Gdansk. So that's yeah, nine. So and then there's one for OCIC, right? Yeah. Or, or Oceania, uh, right? Brisbane, yeah. Brisbane, right? So 10. So how many was there for this one? And so in far, comparison? it's two in the first month. Yeah, three, in the three second month, four, five. Three in the third month. So eight. 
So yeah, so two less. less. I guess it's not like a ton no less, but IC, yeah. no IC and then also holidays. Yeah, that's probably counts yeah. for it. It just feels like it's faster, but I guess it's yeah. not actually the difference is actually not that big. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. Well, November there was like the Thanksgiving holidays for NA and stuff too. So, and they didn't really produce anything during that time. November. Yeah, November like during the Thanksgiving oh, right. holidays, there was no production on any front. Yeah. I'm just saying, like for for oh, for yeah, for the yeah, first yeah. meta, like yeah. the the winter holidays didn't really like change that much. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, you gotta win I'll Melbourne say. if you want to hear that RuneScape story. We're approaching episode one fifty yeah. though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll do my best. I was uh, like, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm a bit more on. Um, I, I guess I've got to start practicing soon, to be honest, but. Um, I'm liking I'm liking the direction uh, the meta's going in. So, if we're looking at top twelve, uh, day one, uh, Glagar and Lickitung were on roughly around fifty percent, and that was the highest usage. Yeah, but you know, Cresselia really high usage as well, which is quite surprising. The last is just so good. It's like it's yeah. such a it's like the best pseudo grass in my opinion. It's better than Lickitung. Yeah, I think what's interesting about Cresselia is in in previous seasons you might have um you might have been less incentivized to bring it with Lickitung usage so high. But I think because there's no dark types, no one's running Moonblast anymore. And so now the mm-hmm. the Lickitung matchup feels a bit more manageable. Yeah, you um, could w- there's ways to win it with Future Sight. Which right, is why right. like that was why Bastion was so clutch for me because Bastion was a much more reliable counter to Cresselia. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Charge Bug, like I was, cons- I was shielding some Future Sight at times because I was like, yeah. dude, this is going to yeah. do a lot of damage, and there's no way they're baiting Grass Knot here. So, yeah. Um, interesting enough, though, for the top eight, there's only one Cresselia, and that was Kobe Koopalin's team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the top twelve had three additional to that. So, Cresselia, I feel like was a high usage Pokemon that didn't perform as high at the upper echelon of that tournament. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess there were there were a lot of um, there were also like a decent amount of Cresselia answers in terms of the steel types, right? On um, top eight in comparison. So you had like, well, do you count Lickitung as a counter to it? Uh, no, I mean uh, in terms of like the steel types. So well, no, I'm well, so I'm looking at the top eight. I mean, I had Bastidon, Kobe Cooper had Registeel, but that's he Registeel, was the only one with, but he was the one with Cresselia, so that's that's not really relevant, I think. So well, I guess it is relevant. Yeah. The yeah, Berto had Skarmory. Like uh, uh, yeah, pretty much every everyone except for Abinov had a had in the top eight had a steel type that walls Cresselia. Yeah. But so, a lot of teams only had one real check to it, and then Lickitung. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah, pretty much all the teams only had one real check to it, uh, plus Lickitung, well, except for Onion Frank. Onion Frank. Frank had a Charge Bug, but he didn't have Lickitung, so it kind of evens out. Yeah, same thing with Berto too. Like he didn't have Lickitung, he just had Charge Bug. So I mean, honestly, Cresselia actually looks still pretty good in top eight. It might just been like a coincidence that it just didn't make it as far. I find the lack of Umbreon interesting. Obviously, it's um, you know, it's you're Azumarill. not as good into the main. Yeah, so it's Azumarill. Azumarill and Charge Bug. Good into the main. Um, yeah, I guess the Charge Bug is probably. Yeah, Azumarill Charge Bug. Plus, you still have some type of counter slash fighter, and then occasionally teams have a Registeel. Occasionally, team have Registeel. You're at least half weak to the meta, like pretty strong. And then add the Registeel in. 
you're just like four times week. Like, mm-hmm. I will say, Lickitung was like so strong for me. Like, mm-hmm. it, uh, obviously not everyone had Vigoroth. Uh, Vigoroth teams were a little bit more annoying. But like, I would, I just remember if I uh, like looked at certain teams, I was like, if I leave Lickitung, I, there's only two matchups I don't really want to see. Or sometimes like there's only one matchup I don't want to see. Like, Abhinav's team, man, I don't know why I didn't leave more Lickitung. Like, yeah. the only thing I didn't want to see into his team was Vigoroth. Yeah. The rest is fine. It's just a mirror matchup. Yeah, what, what the heck was I thinking, man? <laughs> I got to run that back. Sign for the notes. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just it just has so much neutral play into like, like it just beats Wishcash, Azumarill, and Chargeable consistently. There's just no way they could flip that matchup. And then Gligar, I think, is pretty usually in favor of Lickitung, especially if you're shielding the dig and you have the mirror matchup. Like I just knew because especially because I had Bastion a lot of times, like or or I had I had actually I wouldn't say Bastion because I usually didn't have Bastion on the back with Lickitung the lead, but I just knew that like this meta in my opinion is way more alignment heavy than the last one, so if you could just maintain your switch advantage with Lickitung the lead, you just usually win the game. You know, so so that was usually my strategy, a couple of times actually, but um. Yeah, I will say at least for my team, Lantern was actually kind of annoying. <laughs> I faced one off stream and I, I almost lost that guy. I had to make like a crazy catch to like salvage the second game and then barely won the third. But, but I do think Lantern is harder to use against for most teams outside of mine. Yeah, big lack of Lantern. Just yeah, generally. there I was only there's only uh, one in the top eight. Yeah. Yeah, Whiskash is pretty clutch. Excellent. Yeah, I think the Whiskash is. I think that's probably uh, again the next the next regional is this weekend, I guess. Right? This weekend. No, it's next next weekend. Okay. It's Charlotte, um, and then Liverpool's the end of this month, I think. Okay. So the next regional is uh, a an NA regional, mm-hmm. um, and you can expect a lot more Whiskash because that seems like the. I don't know. That that seems like the development most people will take um, from here. But what do you I would say Frostlass. Yeah. You reckon Frostlass? Look at Abhinav's team. You got Wishcash, Lickitung, Gligar, Azumarill, Vigoroth, Chargebug. Frostlass is playing really to all, all six. Yeah, exactly. yeah. You don't have any really bad matchups. Azumarill's kind of annoying, but you have play into it. Yeah. You you have play into Wishcash for sure. Vigoroth's kind of more annoying with Rockside, but that's still generally more favorable towards Frostlass. Charge was kind of neutral. Gligar, your hard win. Lickitung is not that bad in Frostlass because they have to shield to win that matchup, which is super annoying for Lickitung. Don't run no triple axle though. <laughs> Make sure you're running Avalanche. <laughs> but I, I think I think Frostlass could be pretty good. No one that is realistic going to bring Bastion on. Reggie Seal is fine, actually. Right? <laughs> I love how you've written it off. Like, not written it off, but like... I mean, prove me wrong. Right? I would, uh, so, yeah, I think there might be some people that run a similar team, but a lot of, like, no offense to those that do, that might be, like, lumped in this category, I would say, but I think, like, the, the very high-skilled players are not going to take that risk. They're going to play too safe. I think the less experienced players may run my team or try some variation of the team but like if you don't have your counts right or you don't know how to play around some of these matchups it's still going to be hard to run bastion right so um so study up though mm-hmm. make me proud and win it with bastion right <laughs> um 
I can only do so much. You gotta, you gotta put in some work yourself too to make it work. Because um, I've been using it for a while, and so I know, I know how it plays. But for those that don't use it a lot, like you, yeah, it's not easy. They don't call me the best Bastion player in the world for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I know Jason has probably issues with that, but the thing he's is, a GBL hero. Yeah, he's yeah. gone to tournaments and he hasn't made it work. Yeah, he didn't even bring it to last one. Once you final three times with Bastion, I think I think yeah, you can dude the 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 gap between first and second is just expanding by the tournament <laughs> for Bastion expertise. There's a and he's even using Bastion now. He's using Carbink instead. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. No, look, Jason's a great player. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, for sure. But I'm saying just not a better Bastion player the than best me. Bastion <laughs> I feel like it's indisputable, but you know, I could be biased. Um, anyway, great run. Also, shout out to Beast too. Great sportsmanship as well in that first mm-hmm. game that's conceding. True, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny too because um, backstage before we went out, he was like, "I don't know. I don't know if you heard this episode because it was back when me and Speedy were recording. We're talking about like beef we have with different people and stuff. I think was this it a is Chicago like Chicago Stars thing." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we're backstage and Beach is like, yo, man, so like like a couple of my friends are talking about how like you said something about me on a podcast. And I was like, and I just started laughing. I was like, wait, you hear did you hear the segment? And he's like, I heard bits and pieces. And he's like, he's like, Yeah, I guess I didn't say GG's that one time where I got top lefted when I ran like ABA charm or something against your factions. He's like, I didn't even realize it was that bad or something like that, or like I offended you there. I was like, dude, honestly, like I wasn't like actually like upset. It was just me and Speed talking about like potential beef we have, but like I was just like, I'll just lay it all out there, but it's not really something I like hold a grudge against and stuff. But we're just like j- joking about it too. Like I wasn't like, he wasn't like mad at me or something. But he was like, yeah, my friends told me like, hey, if you battle Caleb, you shouldn't say GG's to him afterward. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I just laughed. I was like, yeah, don't say anything, right? I don't even shake my hand if you don't want to. <laughs> um, but it was funny because I don't know if that weighed down his conscience because that was like right before we went battled. And then and he had the the potential death win because they can't do death wins in the official so championship they, format. One thing I was wondering, right? Did they look at the attack stats? No, they can't. That's not that's not a thing they could do either. Yeah, you can't do that. Because the thing is, there's You're a possibility allowed. of Whiskash winning yeah. CMP. There is. So what, what happened is me and Beach were talking about our specific spreads. Right, okay, okay. But I mean, there's a chance, like, I could be lying, he could be lying, yeah, but he literally yeah, was yeah. like, I have a pretty high rank with Cash. And, right, okay, you know, okay. uh, and I I told him my spread on Glygar, and, you know, I think we pretty much agreed that, like, there's no way. Um, right. Yeah. I think out of curiosity, some people asked about the specific spread afterward, and some people did the calculation, and it was like, yeah, he was he was going to lose that uh, charge attack priority. But, but again, like, but, but, but there's no way for the judge to know at the moment in time, right? It's just mm-hmm. based on like it's his word versus, not even his word versus mine. Just like like it just yeah. like he could dispose. I mean, generally, of IVs it would be rematch anyway, as opposed to actually doing the death one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, like he didn't have to do that at all. And uh, yeah, big props to him too. He was just like, you know what? Like, I believe in some karma too. I was like, yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, good karma. Maybe you'll just two me right <laughs> after the suit, and then I end up winning. I so no bad. GGs really wait on him. <laughs> 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 no smack talk about him in this podcast <laughs> anymore. <laughs> good karma, man. Good karma. No, I mean, no, he's he's a really chill dude too. And, and I think that's the thing too. Like a lot of times when you play against people in Sylph online and whatever, like 
just things get lost in translation or like you know like we make fun of like chicago stars for taking forever to lock in stuff like abinov I don't know if he's still on Chicago Stars, but he was on it for years. Maybe he's back on it. I because I, I know he's moving back between India and Chicago and stuff. But um, but even then, we're just like, dude, like Abhinav takes forever to lock in stuff like that, right? Like I, I didn't like have any strong negative opinions, but I wasn't like had positive opinions about it either. But then like we chatted and stuff, like not only grand finals, we even shared an Uber actually to the airport together and stuff. Um oh, yeah, and we're just like chatting and stuff. Um and he's like a really chill dude too, you know. And like it's just like one of those things where like there's a lot more like humanity to people behind the screen, right? When you interact with them online, and like you don't really get that until you see them in person. You're actually talking, and just like we're all just a bunch of nerds playing Pokemon Go, you know. Like it's not like it's it's never that deep for the most part, you know. Uh, like on your friend, also like you know, big troll online and stuff. But like when you're playing in person, like you're so chill. Like yeah, I, like he was like definitely really tilted after not throwing the skulls. But like he wasn't mad about it. He wasn't bad sport. He was just upset with himself, right, for not knowing like what side it was on, not pressing it. But he was like a total good sport about it, right? And like he was like you know, I and I didn't want like harp on it too because I was just like I'm not gonna make him feel bad in this moment when he like already feels bad about it. But he was like super chill about it, and you know. And he didn't like for him, like he's gonna qualify for worlds. There's no way he won't. But yeah, he just right. wanted to win for like his own like, you know, confidence booster and in, you know, his like own like repertoire and stuff. He's just like, Yeah, I just need this win. I was like, I get you. <laughs> I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna make you work for it, but I get you. <laughs> Thank you for the plot armor though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean everyone's like so super nice too and chill. So um but uh yeah. Some other brief thoughts I have of the tournament. Um, you need to sack whoever's doing the catch button. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, you need to get rid of the catch button full stop. But like, uh, uh, the first thing... What they're uh, really trying to do is catch you off guard. <laughs> <laughs> they're catching themselves off guard for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, like, uh, the amount of no catches. Yeah, but I think... <laughs> I think whoever's doing it is just listening to the commentator and just like whenever someone says catch, they're just pressing the button and not watching what's going on because like their reactions is a bit too... Because the thing is, you don't you don't have to be... I, I, and I don't know if it's a button or something like that or if it takes some seconds to like, you know, deploy. Yeah. Or it is, it? yeah but like you don't have to be like as soon as the switch is made then the animation go up like you can you can wait one two seconds to see if they actually threw a move on well yeah and i can't really speak too much on that myself because i've actually never been in that subject matter expert right. role but um but i will say based on what i've seen from that role it's not like there's a lot you have to juggle so i'm not trying to make excuses for it or whatever like the wrong catch there's no whoever. reason to get rid of catch anime <laughs> <laughs> if it ain't been doing well then you know what this is this is a good yeah good opportunity to to scrap it okay, that's not in my purview so i can't really say anything about it but uh i get you there was there's some funny funny animations for sure um butters trying to make cap a thing yeah and I know <laughs> I, that I know was hilarious you think it's funny like, i thought it was funny yeah, like, <laughs> i thought it was so funny. it was like it was the, i i thought that was hilarious because it was like it was like we all know it's like a little bit cringe to say it so he's just like leaning into it even more just like make, like he's like you know what if it's official terminology i'm gonna have some fun with it right and i i respect him for that but um, that was so funny yeah um and but then you know what home slice too. henry oh he did great first regional Incredible. Off, 
Bruv, honestly, yeah. Dude, the only thing that bothered me about him all weekend, he can't be doing that double button thing on the suit. <laughs> He's got to <laughs> bunt the second button. You never bunt both on the blazer if I mean, you have two. I mean, you know what, yeah. You know, you know them ones, yeah. Like... But, but I, will say, I, I will say this. Everyone gets a freebie on their first events. For, for when it comes to attire, right? Yeah. Everyone gets at least one freebie. Maybe I'll give you two on your second one, right? Because I get it. Look, you, dude, let's not even talk about critiquing fashion. You want to critique fashion, just look at my EYC fit from 2022. Like, it's, it was like, Holmes Ice Henry looked like GQ compared to me, right? <laughs> so, like, so I, again, like, I'm not really, I'm not really knocking his fashion, but just if anyone knows him, just tell him not to button that second button. I think sometimes it wasn't buttoned, but it still looked buttoned. I don't know, like, maybe it's the blazer itself was like formed weird, but like, it looked like both were buttoned, even though when I looked, the second button was undone. But like, the button was still overlapping the hole, which was weird. It was definitely coming as like, you know, you know, when you leave university, yeah. And you're applying for that first job, and you're—it's like it's not going to be a good job, yeah. It's just, it's Look just again, job. you get you're a pass like, on the first interview, right? Yeah, yeah. you're like, I got to impress, yeah. I got to yeah, yeah. be, you know, I'm going to speak eloquently. I'm going to wear a suit, yeah. You get there, and then the whole team's just wearing their casual clothes, and now you're like, you know, the geezer in the suit. But yeah, it was definitely giving that. But in terms of actual performance was good. i was very impressed with it really and good. the thing is i like i like to watch his videos anyway so i don't know if this was a bit of a bias but um honestly I, like when i was watching um his casting in my mind i was thinking like wow this is like this really feels like the future of the game yeah and mm -hmm. what i mean by that is that like the the fluency as well as like you know the hype and the analysis and all that sort of stuff it felt like you know i don't watch other esports yeah but the only other esports i've watched is like smash or dota mm -hmm. and you know it felt like you watch dota i don't realize that and now i've watched i've watched yeah but i don't watch it yeah. but you want like no, a I've five minute watched, clip <laughs> no, I've watched like a, a few of the finals in it oh, okay. um, but like it felt like on that sort of level of fluency where i was like you know what if this guy was casting one of those games, I feel like he would fit right in. That's mm. that's how it felt like to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you're, you know, or like, you know, some of the other casters are not on there, but it just felt more like, oh, we now have loads of these casters where it just feels right. And it feels like uh -huh. this is really, you know, complimentary. We're going the right direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I, I wanted to... I wanted to have the casting there and I on it, I'll be honest. Yeah. For me, sometimes I don't like to listen to the casting because <laughs> it, it sometimes gets in the way of my experience, but yeah, th you know, I was like, was I good. want it there. Yeah. I, I was really uh, happy with it. So I'm excited to see what, um, you know, obviously the casting should, a, a good caster should be adding to experience. Like they should make the hype moments feel more hype. Exactly. And um, honestly, that's what, that's what it felt like with him. Yeah. It felt like, um, like that's it, so yeah. important in my mind. It's like, you need to mirror the excitement viewers feel because if you don't do at a bare minimum, right yeah. at a bare minimum, uh, I think the, the even better casters elevate the feelings that people feel when they're watching. At the bare minimum, you need to match them, right? Because you need to recognize the good plays and make sure that you react properly to the good plays. The, and you know what? This is the like... really good casters. What they'll do is they'll they'll match the hype, but add even more insight to it that the view the 
most viewers might not even notice. Like, right. dude, that was like I think um, Butters did a really good job with this. Uh, when I was watching back some of those in the losers finals, where he said and like it was, and he was like so spot on too, right? In my opinion, Butters is still like probably my favorite caster actually. Um, He's definitely in, well. I I was gonna say top five, but like I feel like. Yeah, just for, just for me personally too. Yeah. yeah, like for me personally, I, t- I I personally think he's he's like the one I enjoyed the most. Um, but uh, he says something really interesting, which was he was like he made a really good analysis where uh, in game three when I brought Bassett on, he was like like uh in game four, Kobe Cooper brought like three Bassett encounters, right? And and then like I brought like three things that beat Polyrath in, in that game, and like completely shifted. Like there's just no way he could win that game. But it's like, like that's the impact that Bastion brought there was it not only impacted that game, but impacted the mentality and the momentum going to game four. And now we're on a pivotal game five because of Bastion's impact in game three, which completely changed the scripts and all of Kobe Kuplin's plans and his own like, you know, mental attitude around the game, right? It's a completely different landscape. And like, I thought he like wore that perfectly, right? And I think a lot of viewers wouldn't pick up on that, right? Just like casually watching. Like that was just like an insight that's not in your face, like laid out that I think the vast majority of casters would even point out or notice or make a, or, or make a point to point that out, right? And I think that was just like his analysis was like I, I top level. I know Buzz definitely does make a point to to point out a lot of these like you know high level things or a lot of these background yeah. things which most people wouldn't notice. Yeah, his color commentary is like really solid, which is like I don't think people appreciate as much because he's really good like play by play, but his well, like I there. think you need it there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but his color like his color commentary is actually like in my opinion like super underrated. I think it's partially because his play by play is like so hype and out there and loud that people don't like realized that his color commentary is actually yeah. really really impressive too a lot of us were yeah. saying that like i don't think you could put him and henry as a pair because i feel like they both play the same role almost and you're better off like splitting the two and having them you know complement other people you know because i feel yeah. like if you get them both next to each other I think I think they could though. I actually think they could. Um, and 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 the reason why I say that is because obviously both of them do great play by play. But like I said, Butters has really good color commentary, and I think Henry actually has pretty solid color commentary too. I think they're both very similar commentators, which is why I think they could. Well, the reason why I think it works is because for Pokemon Pokemon Go, I feel like as an esport is very different from other ones. Is that because there's so much action as well? You every every commentator has to do play by play. Like there's no way you can because you can't you can't have your play by play person do all the play by the whole game because then they're just talking for like two and a half minutes straight sometimes and like there's no way you could do that right um so everyone has to have play some play by play skills but not everyone has to have color commentary skills mm-hmm. so but I but that's why I think like yes they're both good at play by play but they have to both do play by play anyway which is why I think they could work well pretty I think they could work pretty well. But I, I do agree. I, I Yeah, I guess there's some, like, similarities, but, I mean, it's not even because they're both tall white men. <laughs> but, <laughs> dude, Holmes like Henry is actually a lot taller than I thought he was. <laughs> like, I didn't, like, I knew he was tall, but, like, he's, he's like, a solid, like, 6'1", maybe 6'2". <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think they could work. I, I, I mean, I don't, 
I, I do agree, though. I think that's that is going to be a perception people have, and I don't know if production will ever actually put them together, but I think it's a possibility they would one day. This would be interesting to see. Yeah, I thought the Soph and Butters pairing was really solid, though. Yeah, I, I thought it. so too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm liking um, a lot of the new uh, the new recruits, and obviously next they're doing um, well. Yeah. Event will have nighttime pleasure. Yeah, now, uh, out of the new recruits, how? Let me put you on the hot seat. How would you rank them? We got Soph, we got Henry, we got Tho. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true, true. Ooh. Is it just throw from Wait, EU? How, how many do we have? Um, There's no one else new from EU, right? I think it's just though. Yeah, because Adelian did some last season, so yeah, I think it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. All yeah. the other EU people did. Um, and then yeah, everyone else has done stuff before as well. So, I okay, honestly, I think okay, I, I can rank them, yeah. But I think this doesn't really say too much because I think all three of them are great. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But Don't sugarcoat it. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I would say Home Slice Henry is definitely my favorite. Okay. Um, and then out of Soph and Tho, I, I think it's it's a difficult choice of who's second. I would maybe say Soph for now, but only because um, she's been on more broadcasts, so we've seen her a bit more. And also, uh, though was, um, ah, I don't know, you know. No, I, I, okay, I'll say something about though too. I don't know if this is gonna like be similar to your train of thought. I think though just needs to like break out of his shell a little bit. Like it didn't yeah. feel like he was like, it felt like he was holding back a little bit, right? Like I think at one point someone I asked him like is... what his like favorite Pokemon would be in a tournament. He was like, he's like, ah, I just like the meta stuff, right? Just something meta, maybe like a Zumo stuff. I'm like, what? Like just talk about Ludicolo. Like this is like it's like your favorite Pokemon. <laughs> like, like why? Like, it was like I think Lou asked him that or something, right? Yeah. I was like, just like you know, just I, that also might also be a symptom of in EU they switch the caster pairings every time. Yeah. So like and he can't really like like a bit of a burden where it's his first tournament. Yeah. And you know, being paired with Lou, obviously Lou's really good, but you know, she doesn't necessarily have the knowledge side of things. And so it's always assumed that whoever's paired up with Lou has to be sort of like, you know, the knowledge role. Mm. And so it's a possibility that maybe he felt that he had to like play that role and then as a result, you know, maybe like, you know. Um, I just, I just wanted. He just seemed very like professional, which is fine, yeah. right? But I felt like I wasn't getting like truth though to a degree, yeah, right? Yeah. Like everyone has some type of caster persona for sure, yeah. but like, like I just, you know I just I wanted to let loose a little bit. I think I thought this at the beginning with inadequance as well, where I was like, he's got a lot of potential, but he just has to be like the inadequance we know from videos, sort of thing, in it. And then eventually, yeah. he was just having more fun with it, and it was like, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so I yeah, think the pairing think thing definitely was, could be part of it too, though. Like, if, I think if Tho was paired with Lou the whole time, it might be. I don't know. It's his first one. I'm not giving him a hard time. I think he he did do great, but that was just my guess on why he might be third for you. Yeah, yeah. I know you said too that you you watch Homesize Henry's videos, so that's why like maybe you're a little biased. But I don't really watch. Well, nothing about him. I don't really watch most people's YouTube videos because I just don't have the time to like watch other people's videos. Um. But so I don't really even watch his videos, and I thought he did great. Like, yeah. like as as someone that doesn't really watch him commentate much, um, I think I did watch him commentate like a GBLA or something in the past. And honestly, I thought he did even better this time around than when he did GBLA. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
agree. It was yeah, and it was pretty easy to talk to him too, because um, he interviewed me like a few times, um, as as when I was as a player at Portland. What for? Huh? What? Oh right, as in this weekend. Yeah, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, oh, like right. after a battle, he like interviewed me or yeah, like yeah, yeah. during the war ceremony stuff like that. So, um, I but yeah, one thing for, uh, I guess maybe this is one thing I'd say again. This is his first event, but I think um, eye contact. Was he was he not looking? What was he not looking at the camera, or was I, he not? Sometimes he was looking at the camera. Sometimes he was looking sort of like distant and sometimes he was looking at the thing. Because I, I, I'm assuming, this is what I'm assuming, right? I'm assuming like if you're sat there and you've done a few events here, you know that the only two places to really look are either camera, like right in the lens, or your partner. He's sitting next to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe that's one small bit. Yeah. But again, that's like a, like a first time thing. I, I was like super shifty eyed on my first one, so... It's a, uh, it's a little, it's a little tricky to like get used to. I think, right? Because yeah. I think when you're commenting from home, your camera just set, so you're just looking at the screen, right? Like the screen, because yeah, because so so the difference when you're commenting at home is that the screen you're looking at is already in a good angle, so it looks like you're looking at the camera. Yeah. The problem with the official tournaments is that there's a camera there, but the screen is down below, so you actually don't, you can't look at the screen when the camera's on you. Because if you do, it looks like you're looking away. Like, when you're doing commentary at home sometimes, it's like, oh, I noticed this with GBLA. It's like, um, the, you know, sometimes your eyes, so like my eyes, for example, like here I'm looking at the camera, mm-hmm. here I'm looking at the screen. Yeah? yeah. But this, me looking at the screen sometimes works because let's say I've got, let's say the matches are happening here. Mm-hmm. It will look like I'm looking at the video of the matches. Yeah. While it's happening, do you know what I mean? Right, right. So right. It, it looks a bit more natural. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, I, yeah. I think he did great, though. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, looking forward to the next one. And then next one, we have Nighttime Clasher, who's mm-hmm. going to be. Yes, um, and so Nighttime Clasher did a European regional last year. I can't remember which one it was. I think it was. One uh. Yeah, I can't remember either. He was like super serious um, though. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing. I mean, so I, I, I didn't know who he was. Um, yeah, I think no one did. So like, so like, no one really had any like perception of him anyway going into yeah. it. But he like looked like very stern. Like he was like giving me a lecture almost. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think he'll probably be more loose this time around. But he was like super like <laughs> like, and, and that humor was super relevant, right? In this like, I don't, it's just like he looked so serious. I thought his commentary was good, but like. He was like he had good energy, but it was just like it was like a very different uh, tone of I can like what I know him as. Imagine he would be way different now because he he uh, probably yeah. feels more a part of the yeah. community. Now. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And he seems more rela- he seems like relatively relaxed on social media as well. So um, I a little too relaxed sometimes. <laughs> I told him to bring Bastian for that. Uh, he signed up for some European region. I forgot which one it was because yeah, he's going to be studying abroad in Europe. Yeah, I told him to bring Bastion on. He said I'm, he's like working on it in GBL. So. Well, you know what, what's interesting about Utrecht is, and honestly, I don't know why they do this. And personally, I think that they shouldn't do this. Whatever in it, like, it was TPCI decision, but I think it's dumb. Um, but basically, there's a rule where you can't use um, new moves 
in the first 24 hours of a season if mm-hmm. you're entering an official tournament, right? So yeah. let's say, you know, it's Well, that's, that's been a rule. New moves. That's been a rule. How, for how long? Since, I think since the inception of the championship In series. In the first 24 hours of a season. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't relevant the first season because there wasn't a single move update. Is that the reason? But, that but it's, just, it's, it's never been relevant until last season. It was relevant for locals or like, I guess maybe this season it was relevant. There was, what, yeah, it, it's never been, it's, I don't think it's relevant. It ended up being relevant for any regionals because the GBL rotation was never on a Friday before. Okay. It used to be on so Thursday or Wednesday, but th- that was always a rule though. Um, because I remember, I remember this so specifically, I think it was like, um, I think it was like the Milwaukee regional, for example, like in 2022, like you weren't able to use Shenotic, right? Um, because it was just released. Pokemon, new Pokemon, I understand. This is new moves. So if you're, no, I think that's also relevant, like new moves or any adjusted moves, even like if you, you can't, you can't decide on adjusted moves. Because they're already uh, but I thought that was also part of the rule. I don't know. Maybe nah, not. It's just oh, maybe not new moves. So, okay. I don't remember. Maybe the new moves is new, but I thought... I don't know. I thought that was... I thought that was... It's it. definitely yeah. been... It's been... Uh, it's a rule that's... It's been a thing since like, December 1st, at least. Recently. Yeah. Because, obviously, there were locals played... I think December 1st was probably when it came to light. Because there were locals played that weekend. That Friday. Where on the first day, yeah, the first day you couldn't yeah. use any new moves on Pokemon. So Polyrath yep. couldn't use Icy Wind. Uh-huh. Um, but Scald was already on Polyrath. So yeah, you could still, okay. you know, okay, I got you. I got you like yeah. damage boost and stuff like that. Yeah, I think the, the difference was because, um, well, one, we didn't have locals until this year. Yeah. But yeah. also, or this season. And then the other reason is because the GBL rotation wasn't, didn't used to be on Fridays. It used to be right. on Thursday or Wednesday or Tuesday or something. But it's because the first of every month ends up being on a Friday oh. recently. So this this rule is actually going to affect Utrecht because oh, it is? Utrecht is so the first of March is Friday. How I hate how it's always Friday. I miss when GBL rotations was on a Thursday or Wednesday. Because it's super annoying for I mean, me I because when I they decide right, they just, <laughs> they just yeah just no no I know I know but like it's just annoying for me because when I travel for regionals oh right yeah, yeah. I like I want to stream my GBL battles to my patrons on that Friday uh, on that first day and then um well do you know what this is a good time for me to bring up yeah the alternative date theory or the alternative calendar theory yeah. I don't even know what you're on about right now. Okay, here we go. So instead of... Now, this is probably something that will never happen here, but should. So instead of the year structure we have at the moment, where we have, you know, um, 12 months and... (laughs) So instead, yeah, we have 13 equally... Um, long months, yeah. So we have 13 months of 28 days, yeah. Now, not only does this go along with like the moon cycle, which is how they used to do things back in the like you know old, old, old days, yeah. Um, you get it also means that every um month will start on a Monday and it will, I guess, finish on a Sunday. But what about the leap year? 
when the leap so, year shift every month a leap another year, day yeah a leap year you would okay so first of all we have um 365 days in a year and actually this only counts this only accounts for 364 so what you would then do is you would have an extra day each year which is new year's day and that yeah. doesn't fall under any month or anything like that that's just like new year's day and then you start again yeah leap year i don't know leap year day new year's uh, day is know, like, i feel like that would change that would mess up so many systems though well obviously now it would mess up systems because you're adding a whole yeah. new month but like, well okay but then so what about leap year you have like a, a leap year have, day as well on top year, of that yeah, yeah, yeah. you have a leap year day yeah. <laughs> or yeah yeah you have a leap year day Look, you're right. This is never going to happen, especially with you sharing no, no, no. this brilliant idea to our 1,000 <laughs> listeners on the Battlecats podcast. Hey, anyone has, hey, a, has an in with, you know, the... Yo, if anyone has an in that's listening to this podcast, dude, dude, let me know, right? Don't make this your thing that you're going to change. There are so many more important things we can be doing. If this is if this is your global impact, if someone listening to this has a global impact, don't listen to Anacor, right? You let me know, and I got some other ideas, right? There's so many other problems in the world we can fix besides this this calendar thing <laughs> this would fix like this would be a huge quality of life up, life update for you know for no, no 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 you uh, think this this well, is like your ASMR Pokemon Go PvP yeah. right this is an Anacor yeah. idea that the majority of people actually hate <laughs> no let's no, put this way people hate change people hate change you change yeah, something like this also how that no 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 just think about this, right? Oh, this okay. alone is going to piss wow. off the majority of people in the world. Birthdays. Everyone's yeah, birthdays well, are going to be what? messed up. There's there's always teething issues whenever you go through a big change, yeah? But two years down the line, everyone's going to be like, you know two what? Two years. Happy, yeah, but happy. how are you get No, but the, this is the problem, right? They're going to be like, that old it's... system? Flipping. No, no, no. No, no, Stone Age no. Stuff. You, you know, you know what you're thinking of right now. <laughs> you're thinking, you're thinking like every. Uh, my apologies if this is you listening, right? But you're thinking like every higher up in Niantic that implements a decision people don't like, right? People will play the game how they want to play it. People are going to live their calendar life how they want to live it. You can't dictate their calendar life, right? You can't say I'm going to make routes and force people to go do all these routes, right? They're not going to do Mateo, right? Because <laughs> they don't want to do Mateo calendar life yeah from whoever probably no actually, this is this nah, yeah but you know it's but but the oh, people that dictate it are not around anymore right like yeah but that's no reason okay. for us to not no, no, change no. Yeah. i i here's my here's my selling point of how fanatic right. people are you ever you ever meet one of those horoscope donnies that are like all about the yeah, horoscopes yeah. right yeah. they're like this is my rising sign, oh, yeah. my, my, my rising moon. <laughs> and then like, yeah. And then like, like, oh, like they'll ask like, what, when were you born? What time of day? What location? Right. What year? Right. So they can figure out your like all the different, there's like three signs, right? This is the rising sun and then like the, the rising moon or something. And then like a, yeah. the water sign or whatever. You know how fanatic those people are, right? My apologies if that's you, but I'm just saying, just based on my experience, some of them are very fanatic, right? I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I dated someone that was like that once too. And like the first time we had a date, like or we just, it was like over like a Facetime. Did you it continue dating because you uh, your sign was compatible? So she was like, oh, no, okay. I don't. Well, it was yeah, it was like kind of compatible. She was just like, I don't date like I forgot what they were, Leos or whatever. And she just didn't. She literally just didn't date a specific like thing. 
But I remember like on the first one, like it ended up being like a five, six, seven, eight hour conversation. I was like, I for some point I was like, I gotta go sleep. I'm tired, right? It was like five AM. But she was like going down like all these like different signs and said, like, Oh, this is what you are. You're like an Aries this, but also like a Sagittarius this or whatever. And like she was dead like she was invested in this stuff right and i wasn't one to knock it i was like all right if you believe in it you believe in it right but um but these people are going to be dude i if you were the one to do this i wouldn't publicize you did it right because people would be knocking on i'll put it this way people this is the sad part actors literally get death threats because people don't like the characters are playing in a movie, not even because of who their own personality. This is you activating, a- advocating for a change that you actually think is a good idea, dude. There's gonna be death threats raining down on you. There's actual pitchforks at your door, right, and torches. So if you're trying to make this happen, I would not publicize this, Anacor. You're gonna be. Uh, well, this is gonna be less you know successful what? than your PvP ASMR stuff. I'll be very honest. Yeah, I'll be very honest. Yeah, this is. I I usually have a um like my outlook on life is that um you know I can do anything like you know with enough sort of like effort and belief and stuff like that <laughs> I believe I can do anything yeah like I know that's but, why you're zero and five in these bets yeah, versus me <laughs> no no but you know what the thing is I I don't mean like right now yeah but I mean eventually yeah if I commit to something it will happen. Yeah, eventually you'll move back to London, then you'll move back to Australia, and then you'll move back to London again. Hey, the day it does happen, yeah, yeah, you're going to be eating those words. <laughs> Dude, the, um, the day it's going to happen, it's going to be like 99 to 1. I'll take the loss at that point. <laughs> I feel like. But it happened, and that was the point. Yeah. But the thing is, yeah, is that like, it's, it's really unfortunate because this date thing, yeah, I genuinely, genuinely believe that it would be amazing for the world but i know it's something that will never happen like regardless of you know how oh, much dude. effort or belief is you know, say less dude we me and all the listeners i guarantee we all believe you that you believe it's it's a good idea like i don't doubt that you believe it's a good idea i don't i don't think you're capping at all right like no, i no, 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 no. Okay, answer, answer me. Okay, forget about like repercussions or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine, yeah, if you know we didn't have a calendar system. Yeah, we were we had to invent a calendar system, and this was one of the options. And what we have right now is one of the options. Which one would you take? I mean, I I would just go if I had the option. I'd just do like thirty days a month flat for every month. No, because that doesn't align with the world, like how the world spins. So then you're just doing sign rogue. So but who who cares how the world spins? Why does that matter? Look, we're trying to we're trying to like have some sort of consistency here. <laughs> Why is this the consistency you want, but not the calendar actual layout? Because the, because the world actually spins. The calendar is just like a you know how we d- decide to divide. Yeah, up but time. if you, but if if it didn't go by how the world spin, no one would care if that's how it was. What are you on about? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, no. okay, okay. How about this? No, no. You know how there's Fahrenheit and Celsius, right? Uh-huh. I'm even though I'm, you know, I use Fahrenheit because I'm in the U.S. and everything. Yeah. That's what everyone uses. Celsius. Celsius makes way more logical sense. Right. Kilograms right. as well over pounds. However, okay. how ridiculous, however ridiculous pounds and Fahrenheit is, 
once you're just using your whole life, it's actually not that big of a deal. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying, (laughs) objectively, yeah, objectively, what do you think? This feels like one of my questions. It's only one or the other. (laughs) You're pitching me into like a two-option situation. Yeah, because it's like the current system we have now, all this 28 days. Now I know what it feels like when I ask you these questions (laughs) where I'm like, it's like, if it's your choice, would you change the Medici of this season or not? Yes or no? No no other options. <laughs> okay, fair fair enough. Now I now I know what my medicine tastes like. Um okay. I think um I mean I get what you're saying. I I, I think There I we think go. That's, that's all I need. That's, that's Does the math work out that way? I didn't do yeah, the math. Every every month is so 13 months, yeah. Every month is 28 days and right. you only have one day left over. And so it means every month has exactly 4 weeks. And every well, that's not even your idea, month. right? This is just like some idea. It's not that my idea. Have, no, yeah. no, it's not my idea. Yeah, but I, I think it's amazing. Um, anyway, if we had that, then we could align. Dude, else. the UK and, and the- North America, like and US and some other places, still have daylight savings for some reason. Like, no, no. Do you know what? I'm not gonna lie, yeah, bro. I was hating on daylight savings. Yeah, I was hating on daylight savings. Okay. And recently, I found out that. Um, because I was I was scheduling a matchup with uh, Mikey Morgs, yeah, yeah. And he lives in Brisbane. Uh huh. I'm living in Melbourne, and Melbourne is here. Brisbane is here. So when I was chatting to him about times, I was like, "Well, you're obviously one hour ahead because you're you're either going to be at worst the same time as me, yeah, or you're one hour ahead because you're that side of the world." Like, he was one hour behind. And I was like, okay. that makes zero sense. Like, why is this the case? <laughs> Turns out Brisbane don't use daylight savings. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, like, I can't remember the exact sort of like, you know, things about it, but basically it meant that the purpose of daylight savings meant that um, when it starts to get, um, you know, either like darker, quicker, your your two options are either you adapt with, you know, how you adapt with how quickly uh, it gets dark, yeah? So let's say you run a shop. Yeah, Your shop is open from nine until five because that's like daylight times, yeah? Yeah. All of a sudden, it's starting to get dark at four. Well, you could open earlier, so you could open at eight o'clock and then run from eight until four. But that just means that you now have to have this inconsistency in your opening times, you know, throughout the year. So you now have to like, you know, open a bit earlier in certain months because, you know, you're really trying to get that daylight. Or the alternative is, is you just change the clock as opposed to you change your time. So, I, I, no. I, well, okay. Is, no, no. I mean, the, the, the Brisbane Mikey Morgs thing's different because you would have to, no, no, because daylight savings, that, that example doesn't like, is not really relevant because daylight savings would have to be ended everywhere, right? That's just like a weird inconsistency within the same country, which does happen in the US no, to no, actually Arizona's reason, like reason that. They don't use daylight okay. savings. What's the reason? They don't because due to like how, uh, like what part they are in the world, they don't have enough inconsistency with, um, you know, the like how quickly it gets dark or how quickly it gets light. So they don't have the need for it. Okay, here's my counterpoint for you. Uh-huh. Where you're located in Australia, right? You have daylight savings. Where you're located in London and where I'm located in the US, the inconsistency of the light patterns or whatever, like the daylight. They're, they're all over the place. Yeah. So yeah. so you could try to why. justify daylight savings in all three regions, but the argument is completely different for all three regions. Like there's really there's like 
like there's like you could literally say like well you don't actually need it that much in australia compared to the u.s or the u.s doesn't need it as much as the uk mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna do a two hour difference now right like it's like yeah. that's just like i feel like that's an explanation like a like a postal explanation like you're explaining your you're just a, you're rationalizing your answer after the fact it's not an actual reason but here's the other thing right yeah. no no if you get no here's the thing if you get rid of the okay so here's at least in the U.S., here's how it works. Daylight savings, we lose an hour in the spring. We yeah. gain it back in the winter. So yeah. when you gain it back in the winter, right, it doesn't – it's not as dark as soon. So it feels yeah. good, right? Because, like, it's getting kind of dark. Now you gain an hour back. Oh, we get more sunlight. But here's the thing. If you never lost that hour in the spring – it would still you won't have an hour to gain it would just be the same brightness at that same time if you gained the hour you literally gain back the hour you subtracted like like it doesn't it, it actually doesn't make any logical sense because like it's still the same brightness at that time the only difference is that in the springtime it's a little bit brighter than it used than it used to be because you didn't lose the hour but like who cares if it's a little bit brighter earlier <laughs> like like Okay, so instead of the sun rising at 7 a.m., it rises at 6 a.m. Is that going to kill you? <laughs> Is that going to ruin your day? If anything, the shop owners are going to like even more. It's brighter, right? Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm pretty confused now. <laughs> I know so, you look confused. Yeah. <laughs> so, you look like I'm, you're like, wait, everything I knew about, every, yeah, my whole argument I'm, about daylight savings kind of works. It's like out the yeah. window. <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll back you with it because my initial, my initial. Dude, that line on your eyebrow to, to your head is starting to turn yeah, into yeah. a question mark on the side of your head. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I feel. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's kind of wild, though. Did, did you get that day. recently? The, the, the cut. Yeah, but you know what? I kind of messed up. You know. Why? It's basically, does it not line up. No, no, it does. But dude, I saw a funny there. clip on Twitter or Instagram or something where they were cutting it and they just straight up cut the, like the whole scalp. So this is like a whole butt. <laughs> and the guy's like, ow, like what you doing, right? I don't know if it was real or not, but he was like straight up bleeding on the way to the scalp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, maybe maybe it's fake. I don't know what's real anymore on this in social media. Yeah, yeah I kind of messed up. Basically, I was sitting in the barber chair and like my original intention was I was like because it was two lines at the end, right? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I think I should let the furthest line grow out a bit. Um, just because, like, I don't know, yeah. like, you know, when you get to the end of the eyebrow, it's, like, already a bit sparse, yeah? So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Let me just let the furthest line grow out a bit. So I was sitting there, yeah, and I was explaining to the guy, but I wasn't looking in the mirror. And I was like, yeah, I was like, just get the middle line, yeah? And, uh-huh. and leave, the, leave the back one, yeah? But he didn't know what I was saying. So oh, he, he did both? Was like, he was, no, nah, he was like thinking, oh, he just wants a line in the middle. So he made a third line. What? So Where's the third line? Like, no, as in like, this is the third one. These are not in the same spot as like that or that. Yeah. Obviously these ones weren't cut, so they are growing. But like, now. Wait, wait. So it's this, this, and eyebrow. this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was, I, I was going to point it out, but, but yeah, I didn't yeah. notice that too. Like it looked a little funky, but I just wasn't sure if this line yeah. was from your old line or not. Like the, yeah, the, no, no. the so last these one. These two, there's two here, which are the old. Oh yeah? no! Why is there and two then, there? There's, there's not a lot of space there to begin with. And he's going to do that's two. That's why I was like, that's why I was like, yeah, like that's why I was like, leave the last one. Also, yeah. like I, I can't tell because the camera quality is like a little blurry right now. Obviously, it'll be more clear in the YouTube version. Uh, 
But like it looks like you have a horizontal line somewhere in the middle too. Like not diagonal, but like like I don't know. It looks like there's like a faint like middle line in the middle of it. Nah. Oh right. No. Oh, do you know what? Another, yeah, like that. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the way you... my eyebrows sit, which is really oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Okay. So like sometimes the hair like just moves a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to like you need to do like you need, need to get like bladed or something. Doing... Yeah, you just need to tattoo yeah. that part or something. <laughs> <laughs> Microblading no, gonna... is what they're called, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna let it grow out and then just like redo it. <laughs> you know, I mean, you yeah, should do. <laughs> you should just wax your eyebrow off well, you and know, do you know, and tattoo the little like. Pencil eyebrow, like a lot of like old like Latina women have back in the day. <laughs> this little pencil eyebrow tattoo. <laughs> that was a style back in the day. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is? Though? Yeah, I did actually consider. I was just like, I was like, what if I just shave my eyebrow? And not for any reason, but I was like, dude, I see. Like I you say these things, and now I'm just like, man, our future bet can't be a shave eyebrow because you really don't care. <laughs> like Speedy's chief would be like, damn, I don't know about this one, right? He will sit there for a while and think about it. But like you, you're like, I don't even know what to do for you now. <laughs> Bleach hair is coming though. I'm about to... Yeah. The thing is also, you know what the thing is? Yeah, is that I genuinely think. Okay, I usually. I think at this point I don't care about the bleach hair either. Because I'll also be in Japan. I think it would look pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, people in Japan won't judge, I feel like, either way. So, yeah, yeah. But... I think they'll think it's cool as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how we got to this. We were talking about Portland recap, but let's know. get okay, let's get no, into no, it. Oh, we're talking about the rotation. Yeah. Okay, so Yeah, I hope someone has time to kill on this episode because this is a long one. I hope they're sitting on traffic. Um, okay, so Utex special event, right? So it's the first event of the next season. Yeah. Um, also, most likely going to be a very large event because um, you know the Netherlands is pretty easily accessible, and also it's a special event, so it's free. Um, and also last year, even without all the you know people who didn't uh, turn up, it was still a very large event. So mm -hmm. um, anyway, super large event. However, it's marred by the fact that. Um, it is literally 24 hours after the season change. So the meta that we get in Utrecht, we can't even look at that meta for any sort of reliable data because it's going to be different to the rest of the season. So anyway, for anyone who didn't really grasp it when we were discussing this earlier. So the rule is, is that in the first 24 hours of the season, any official events... You can't use any new moves, yeah? So obviously, any moves that have been changed in terms of, like, damage or energy and stuff like that is fine. But if a Pokemon gets any new moves, you can't use them. So the meta we get in Utecht, if any Pokemon are getting any new moves, they won't be allowed to be used um, that weekend in the tournament. So the meta for Utecht is going to be completely different to any meta we see later on in that season. And honestly, I think that's dumb, man. I think that's so dumb. I don't even know the reason uh, for why there even is that rule. I understand the new Pokemon rule due to inaccessibility and accessibility and stuff like that. However, I don't understand the rule for the moves because it's like, well, if you don't have the Pokemon that has the new move, then you weren't going to have it 24 hours later anyway. Yeah. And if you do have the Pokemon, then all you're doing is TMing. So I don't, I, I don't understand that rule. And I think it's silly. Uh... Okay, here's here's one proposal I got for you. What if it's a community day, 
move. So um, let's say Decidui, right? For example, uh, let's say okay, this is actually a great example. Decidui was around, like it is obviously around. Everyone has Decidui, right? But you can't run Frenzy Plant Decidui at Portland because Commute Day was. To, it's not possible to get that. Well, what if you spoof and get it? If you spoof, well, because you get someone in Australia. Yeah, but that's not an acceptable. One. That's not an acceptable. But that. well, but but it's inaccessible. No, no, you can't. You can, no, you, but you, like okay, basically, like, like for so so for example, let, let me put it this way: the Situi community happened on Saturday, right? Right. For 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 North America, okay. well, for everywhere in the world, but but you yeah. know, our Saturday was like your Sunday, right? So right, your community happened on our Friday. Okay. So theoretically speaking, no one physically could register. Uh, could have a decidui with frenzy plan in portland for that tournament right right however but you but then if they spoofed to of... australia or had someone in australia maybe evolved their decidui whatever during their community no, day because they'll be able to run it you, as as rk9 yeah when you're doing team submission frenzy plants shouldn't be an option uh it shouldn't be an option as one of the moves that you should that you register and if it is, then you're enabling people to spoof, I guess. Whereas this is a completely different situation because everyone is getting access to these moves at exactly the same time worldwide. Oh, yeah, I guess that's fair. So there's no reason for these moves to not be available and not be allowed. I don't know. I didn't make the rules myself, so I, I'm, I'm curious about I, I that now I think about it. Yeah, I made my, yeah my example doesn't make that much that, sense now I think about it. Yeah, I mean, you know what? If anyone actually does know a good reason for why that rule is in place, please let us know because... Personally, I think it's one of the rules which, again, you know, maybe it's been here for ages, but it's just not been relevant until last season and now this year. Yeah, it's because if you scroll back on last year, well, one, locals weren't around, but yeah. also most locals were on the weekends anyways, um, on, on yeah. weekends anyway. You could technically host on a Thursday or, or a Friday, whatever. But um, if you scroll back in the calendar all of last season, there was no. GBL rotation never happened on Fridays. There were always Thursdays or Wednesdays or something. So it was literally impossible for this to even be a yeah, thing. It's just not been relevant. But yeah. yeah, I think it's a rule that should get scrapped because I really like I don't I don't want to watch a tournament that is just its own meta. Do you know what I mean? I feel like it takes away from like not only does it not contribute to the rest of that season, yeah, in terms of meta development, but it you know like you're playing like a one-off tournament. I'm not saying I'm not saying the quality of the tournament is going to be thing, but it just it's like it's just a one-off tournament. Do you know what I mean? In terms of like meta and like you know the things you can yeah. use and stuff like that. Like it's not relevant to anything further than it. And also, people who compete in that tournament can't take necessarily anything they've learned and use it for tournaments later in that. Um, well, I don't think that. I don't, yeah, I don't think that's as yeah, big of yeah, issue because like but players are I mean, willing to adapt. Feels, yeah, it feels like you know what it feels like. Yeah, you know, you know them Dragon Ball Z movies. Yeah. Oh, they're like a one-off, but they don't actually—they're not actually canon, and they don't fit in the story. Yeah, bro, yeah. That's what it and feels you don't like. know—you don't actually like know like when they take tournament. place. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. This is what this feels yeah. like. It feels like a non-canon tournament. Yeah. Poor Brawly, yeah. man. That guy's like not really yeah. relevant in canon at all. they eventually made him canon, but. Did they? Uh, yeah, because they made an official Broly movie for Dragon Ball Super. Oh, I mean official, yeah. but like when when the next Dragon Ball 
series comes out, is he still is he still part of yeah, the canon? Now he's canon. Now he's canon. Is he going to just randomly show up then? He's now officially canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh uh, well, yeah. all the other five well, Broly movies before that, the yeah. five Broly movies before that, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's like he's like Batman or something. He has like or different origin stories every time too. Yeah, exactly. There was like a robot Broly or something, or yeah. like an android Broly. I was like, what is going on? Yeah, it was like Gotenks or something was like fighting him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So unfortunate for Utek, but. Yeah, Uchek will be the Brawly regional. <laughs> yeah, the Brawly regional. <laughs> let's let's make that the the title of the episode once. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. You remind me. Remind me when that happens. The Brawly regional. <laughs> Yo, that's a deep cut. If you you're a long time listener, hopefully you're still listening by March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to see it happen. All right. Well, let's get into some events too, because uh, we've been going on this for a hot second. But um, anyway, so we have a Hasuan raid, uh, Typhlosion raid day, making its debut. It uh, you get five additional free raid passes, which I think these are cool. I, um, if you do the event ticket, you get eight additional raid passes as well. So daily of fourteen, which is not too bad. Uh, two times Stardust and raid battles, which is not a lot, but. Increased uh, chance to get rare candy XL from raid battles, which is not really that relevant because they're not that hard to come by, and fifty percent more XP from raid battles. But you know, get some extra raids with the five dollars. I, I think some people might enjoy that. Um, remote raids increase to twenty. Uh, could be shiny. And I'll say this one reason for is um, Sunday, this... this Sunday, two p.m. to five p.m. One reason for this raid bonus pass thing. Um... We have team tournaments coming up soon, and they're notoriously big charge charge TM sinks. And I, I think raiding is probably one of the best ways to get charge TMs these days. So yeah, I've been getting a decent amount from GBL lately latest. too, though. I haven't GBL a ton. Yeah, mm. you haven't GBL enough to know. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't pay attention to the the rewards anymore. I just always yeah. Assume I mean, it's tough when you're only getting one out of four, right? You don't really see the <laughs> item reward. <laughs> You're a pagan, bro. You're a pagan. <laughs> Look, something's keeping you in the pits, and it's not. It's not a. I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All I know is you're not going for one or five consistently, so something's keeping you down there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been, yeah, even though I have, but anyway. So, like, to quote one of our listeners, "Congrats on the ace." <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, this is Sunday, January 14th from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. So that's this upcoming weekend. Actually, I might be at a local tournament that, at that time. Nice. It starts at 1 p.m. and it, oh. So, yeah, it has like a 26 or 28 player cap, but it's kind of a driver. It's like 40 minutes away from me, so I might miss most of this, but it's fine. I got to get those local cups, you know? Oh, it's a challenge. It's not a cup, but got to browse out the scene. I might, I might run the same exact team. Why not? Why not? It worked. You think no core cool breakers. I wasn't that weak to Lone Sand Sash. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't weak to Lone Sand Sash. So, uh, but yeah. So there's that. Um, what moves does it learn? Actually, is the better so question. It learns, unfortunately, Hex. So no Shadow Claw, Hex and Ember. So no okay. Shadow Claw or Incinerate, which is like what normal Typhlosion gets. Yeah, which is like not terrible. Far though. the more, um, you know, uh, superior moves. I guess Fire Punch, Shadow Ball, Overheat, and Wild Charge. So and these are TBD until it's actually released, so just take it with yeah, a yeah, yeah. This is this is just stuff uh, thingy. 
So it's interesting to, you know, say the least. Yeah. Um, however, you can't really get it for Great League. You can, but it's super, super difficult to get for Great League. Mm. There's 27 IV combinations. Okay. That will allow you to get for Great League. So Yeah, you just uh, save it to trade, honestly, I think is the play. What do you mean? No, you no, as in like to, when you trade it, there's 27 IV combinations. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, oh yeah. And also some of those are going to be <laughs> okay. base zero IV combinations as well. So if you take that away. Yeah, because yeah, you only get one shot fire. of that with a friend. So. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, so. just, that's what I should have been trading with people with low friendship. The uh, like the Samurai that I that I got. Yeah. Like when yeah. I was at like the tournament this weekend, like yeah, I didn't think yeah. to do that. That would have been a good option. Yeah. yeah. But those ones are a bit easier to get, but yeah, definitely useful. Yeah. Useful to have. All right. Um, we got a uh, oh yeah, sorry. Is there anything else on that one? Uh I was just gonna say like uh I was gonna look at what it was saying in um Ultra League, but to be honest, it's probably just worse Skeledurge, right? Yeah. I mean so Skeledurge is so good in Ultra League, it has way more stats and it's going to greatly too. Yeah. I was supposed to see more Skelter chat, uh, Portland. Yeah, I guess you probably won't anymore. Now. There's a lot more waste cash though too. <laughs> you, so you, yeah, you, you put a nail in the coffin for Skelter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> true. Leo Geo didn't even dare to bring Skelter. I only saw one Skelter yeah. all weekend into me, and uh, they had it locked into a Lickitung and a Bastiodon. I actually had a Zumo that same theme too. So that was really nowhere feasible for that Skelters to go. <laughs> Rip. Yeah. Pretty tough, tough. All right. Um, but there's a Dazzling Dream event. And that is starting this upcoming Saturday, uh, January 13th, 10 a.m. to Tuesday, January 16th, 8 p.m. Double Stardust for catching Pokemon. Double Stardust for hatching Pokemon. Not bad. Some pretty solid. Yeah. It's all stuff. Uh, this is yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I, I don't know why I thought I was doing Valentine's Day. I'm a little month ahead. Uh, for baby with different colors appearing in the wilds, depending on where you live. So same same situation as usual. Um, and of course, can I say I love when Flababy have different colors spawned. I think that's one of the coolest like flexes to have. Like, let's say like a I don't know a Ultra League or a Master League. Um, Flawless, yeah, but like using maybe a color that's not available in your in your region, or like using one of the like whites or the oranges because they're like super rare. I think that's really cool. Isn't it? I think the white and orange yeah. ones are cooler than the other colors because the other colors, yeah, like yeah. especially when you GBL with them, I'm like I don't know what region they're from, so this could just be the local. Oh, right. okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The one true. I have As is like, unfortunately my still... local one. It's a yellow one, but yeah, yeah lucky trade. It's funny. I've well, what you been... what you got from Master League? Yeah, you don't even have one. <laughs> That's the real disappointing <laughs> yeah. part. Yeah, I've, I've got yeah. one for like Great League and Ultra League, you know, but like uh, who the heck is using Florida's in Great League and Ultra League? It's it's Master League. That's know. the real flex, right? That's actually relevant. I, okay, I do have a hundo for Master League, but dude, that should be a bet. That should be a bet. Loser runs Florida's at EYC. <laughs> See, that's when you're going to be trying because that's where it's going to hurt you. <laughs> you. You thought Bassy has no play. Yeah, wait till you got that Florges. <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to say it's bad, yeah, because it's just a, you know, a bad Clefable. It's, but it's not good. It's not good. I mean, it could work, but I'm not saying I'm going to do it, but it could work. It's not good. Um, it's not even grass type. It doesn't have good coverage. <laughs> it just fairy moves and that's it. I mean, you could run by me upon it and pedal blizzard, but that's just not good. 
Um, anyway, we got some other fairies spawning. Uh, pretty much most of the fairies, actually. Nothing too crazy. More low spawning in the wild is nice for some stardust. Um, Togetic, if you're lucky, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, it just seems like a bunch of fairy stuff. Uh, you get Mega Energy for Vanguard or Mega Altaria. Nothing crazy. <laughs> Did you see the new Avatar items? The Cutie Fly mask? Nah. Check out the Cutie Fly mask. It looks kind of goofy. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's nah, that's real goofy. That, yeah. that is ridiculous, bro. They look like they're on something, but um, <laughs> I can see a lot of people on that uh, XL candy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they're looking for the XL candy. <laughs> they're looking for so those Zygarde cells. <laughs> Where they at? I'm on the route. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just it. That's a dream. I mean, it's not a crazy event, but it could be okay. Uh, I think uh, there there might be a debut nice. of a shiny Pokemon. I don't even know. And, uh, not, some nice PvP relevant stuff though as well, like Clefairy and the uh, Azumarill. Let stuff. me see. Is there a new uh, shiny debut? I don't think. Uh, is it Cutie Fly? Shiny debut. No. Nice. Oh, you could encounter Carping and Research though. That's cool. Cutie Fly was eligible to be shiny, I think. I think maybe not. Oh no no no! Uh, Cutie Fly, yeah, it's shiny for the first time. So there's that. But you get Carbink as well. I'm I'm pretty much set on Carbink. I think most of you are if you go into these tournaments. But for so those that happens, could be good. Sebastian meta though, don't forget. Uh, but yeah, that goes for that event, and then we have ourselves Community Day for February. It is this on brand is for February. Is it? Chances. Well, I mean, the reason it's interesting is one, because, um, so yeah, Chansey Community Day. Um, okay, one, because now everyone will have an XL Chansey. Yeah? So wherever an XL Chansey could be used, there's a higher likelihood of it being used, right? Okay. So um, that's number one. And then number two is um, Wild Charge on Blissey. Now, I haven't, you know, uh, looked at it or simmed or anything like that, yeah. But I don't know. I think it's interesting that such a bulky Pokemon gets a hard-hitting move. Mm -hmm. That's just my, like, initial thoughts on it. I don't... I don't uh, um, yeah, I don't think I don't it's... Know. I think looking at a sim, so it's not that relevant, unfortunately. It's just not, not good enough. Yeah, I don't think so. But, okay. hey... I, yeah, I can't imagine any Ultra League meta that that's actually really relevant, in, to be honest. So that's okay though. I think it's good for XL candies. I mean, I, I just is what it is. It's not the worst. It's not the worst uh, community day, but it's not nothing crazy in my opinion. Um, that being said, I believe it's during the Melbourne Regional and Knoxville Regional, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. That first weekend. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. Sunday. For you though, okay, you know, you all had Topka last time too. But I think you all would for Melbourne, Topka would probably be done by then. Uh Melbourne's looking like it's gonna be rough. Oh, by that time, yeah. Yeah, two PM on yeah, Sunday. Yeah. Wait, why does it say Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, by that time most likely. Because you all had a top four last time, right? There's no way that would try Although, to Although the home. thing is, is if there's I mean so again, uh, don't really have any information on whether there's going to be a stream or not. And if there is going to be a stream, obviously it's going to be like a community stream. So it's not yeah. Really 
Um, That's so tough too. Well, I guess a time zone will probably be okay, but like it's during the same weekend as another tournament. But yeah. I think the time zone would actually help that quite yeah, a bit though. Yeah, the time zone. Well, do you know what the thing is though? It's no, because like, the time yeah. difference is not that big. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and, and the problem is the long day for Go in NA is the Friday. It's a Saturday, and that's yeah. during your Sunday stream. Okay, so right now, oh, okay. Okay, right so, now, so, 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 the event will probably start at like 10, 10 a.m. or so, right? Okay. On Sunday, maybe. So when, when the Australian event starts, let's say, let's say 9 a.m., right? So that's. No, but it wouldn't uh, be 10 a.m. Don't you all start at 9, 10 a.m.? Okay. Or do you well, actually start battles at 10? Or not? Okay, let's say 10 a.m. 10. Okay, 10 a.m. Okay, yeah. so 10 a.m., that's eight hours ago. Eight hours ago is going to be, um, 6 p.m. Knoxville. So it's it's possible it might just be the end of the Knoxville stream, yeah. and then, and then you can check it out. Up. So maybe it's not as actually that, that bad. Actually, oh. that sounds not that bad. It, it's yeah. definitely going to be a tiny bit of overlap, but maybe not nothing less. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So nah, maybe that's worth. Yeah, and then the previous day should be fine too, because the yeah, Knoxville stream hasn't even started yet. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, maybe maybe the um maybe day two might be slightly longer because you know, if we if we do have a stream, so um but yeah, I think by by two o'clock it'll probably be fine, mm -hmm. Charlie. I'd rather yeah. do the same thing as NA would. Yeah. But uh yeah, that's uh community day for that one. So definitely get it if you need still XLs for not only Chansey, but also for Blissey a gym defending, which I know everyone's raving about these days. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. uh, let's do an ELO check. What you at? I ain't great. I can't lie. Yeah, was... <laughs> Dude, I was on a Custle Legend, but then I kind of dropped a little bit. I was like 20 exactly. I didn't even battle this weekend because I was at freaking Portland. But yeah, I was. I was hoping what? to. Yeah, I, was... I was trying to hit Legend for. I'm at 2870. I could oh, definitely I like hit 20, it, but um, yeah, you at what? Uh, like twenty six fifty. I I need to like. <laughs> I was trying to hit. I was trying to hit it today so that you could start like go bleach your hair like later early. today, but uh, you know what? You uh, know what? I'll hit it within the next few days, and then you could bleach your hair before the next episode, so that you'll be bleached for the next episode. I think that's fair, right? Bleached and. I need Bleached and part one of the clown fit if you haven't hit legend. Because it's every week we record that you haven't hit it, right? This, this so so cause cause theoretically, if I hit it if I hit it tomorrow and you hit legend before the next episode, you don't need a clown fit for next episode, just a bleach hair. Yeah. But if you also haven't hit legend by next episode, you have to have the bleach hair and part one of clown fit. I actually didn't realize it was coming up so quickly. So <laughs> what you mean? Bit less guess What's the next I'm Mr. Number Two in the okay. world. <laughs> what you think was gonna happen? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> okay. I got next. I got crossover skills in GBL. <laughs> so the next cup is Fantasy Cup, Great League Edition. So. Yeah, you better hope it's your cup. <laughs> yeah, dude. You uh, you know what? To save yourself some trouble. 
just buy the just buy the whole clown fit at Kmart, right? <laughs> so that you could just add piece by piece. You you know how you know how embarrassing it would be to go back to Kmart for the nose the next week and then the makeup the third <laughs> week. They'd be like, "Man, you back again for the clown fit?" <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, I didn't think I needed all of it, but here we are. The crew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the fourth week, they're going to really have the rainbow wig for you. <laughs> like, uh, don't worry, just come down to the aisle. We got it for you. I need to go in the next few days, you know. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. I'm I'm working one day over these next like over the next week. Two Yo, next snipers, day. where you at, man? Come come hold Anacor back. <laughs> yeah, this is this has changed everything. This has changed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Knowing how close it is has changed everything. Yeah, so talk about talk about trying to figure it out in the eleventh hour. I'm going down softly. Yeah. I'm going down with a fight. Yeah, I'm going down with a fight. I'm a, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to quote you on this next week when you I'm, have I'm the not, clown notes on. I'm like, so how's the fight going? Yeah, I'm going down <laughs> scrapping, bro. I'm going down. Uh, uh, I don't really feel like bleaching my hair this week is why. So Oh, oh, the no, the bleaching hair is pretty much inevitable. How would I not hit Legend this week? <laughs> going down scrapping. <laughs> you better you better start GBLing ASAP. <laughs> yeah. The bleach your hair is there's no way it's not happening within two days. <laughs> I've got it like I'm home, right? I got I got I got time to do all my sets now. <laughs> yeah. Watch out, watch out. Um anyway, the tea this week, because we're talking about I think it's appropriate because we're talking about the regional, especially Melbourne regional. Mm-hmm. Um so I saw this earlier today. Posted by PP Steve, resident Australian. Uh, he said the Oceanic region has gone the short end of the stick this season. We lost OCIC, got cut down to three regionals, and we still don't have local tournaments. Look at this graphic and tell me that those battlers wouldn't deserve to go to Worlds. We need better at play Pokemon. And his graphic literally says Australia only has three regionals, but we need 300 championship points to qualify worlds let's see where the top americans slash europeans will land uh with only their first three regionals so out of pocket third ninth and 13th place in his first three regionals 290 points so 10 points shy of qualifying if he was in australia with those similar rankings Doombug 97 13th third and 17th 270 points rise occasion 17 7 7 260 points and the list goes on and on um, honestly, these are all just North Americans outside of Mind Joke, who did 13, 17th, yeah. 65th, and 3rd with 190. Um, and obviously, he also says, uh, below that, for reference, this is where the three tournaments are hosted for the season. It is a significant cost to attend all three regionals, and you aren't allowed to have a bad day or else, it cur- uh, or else it's curtains. And then he does a map of, the interposed map of Australia over United States, which uh, you know, I talked about before too, and it's got Melbourne on the bottom right side, which is around New Orleans. If we're looking at the U.S. map, you got Perth all the way on the on the west coast side, which is like pretty much in Mexico, actually west western Mexico, but a little bit south of Los Angeles. Probably, I would say the closest known city in the U.S. would probably be San Diego, and then you got Brisbane all the way on the east coast essentially of australia which would be somewhere around virginia i think for the u.s so pretty spread out which 
again, we talked about before is why it's actually pretty costly to fly around Australia because the size of the country is actually pretty much the same size as the U.S. actually. So it makes sense why it's so costly. Um, What did you think about this before I share my opinions as a pseudo Australian? Um, (laughs) Pseudo Australian is true. Um, So I think... uh... I mean, I think it's something we've discussed before. Um, it definitely is imbalanced. The one, the one thing I want to say, right, is uh, I'm, there's two things I want to say. So first of all, the I feel like LATAM is also in just as bad of a position. Um, and secondly this is still going off the assumption that there aren't any locals but i'm expecting locals to happen soon mm-hmm. but these are these are just like the thing is overall right you know latam and australia both being shafted the the cp system isn't nice to them the you know the the way the regionals are like planned and hosted and stuff like that isn't very nice to them either mm-hmm. um so uh, yeah i think i think steve's got a point it's like there's it, and you know what also especially when you look at the quality of players um that have come out of these regions and how they performed in worlds it is a bit unfair it does feel like um there's a lot of good Australian players for sure. There's definitely a lot. And I mean, the placings of Australian players in worlds over the last two years have been in- insane in comparison yeah. to some other countries. So, um, yeah, I think it definitely is unfair. Um, does need to change. Again, this is like, I think Steve's post is with the assumption that locals aren't happening because obviously they haven't announced anything. Meanwhile, they announced the LATAM locals. Yeah, I think that they kind of have to um, probably announce locals by the end of this GBL season, because I think if there's oh no GBL locals, season, I, I thought you were going to say January. Yeah. I think GBL season might I mean, be too late. Even even yeah, maybe because because the thing is like once it's not like you could have a local the next day. Like it probably takes a second to set it up and get the shops true. going. Right. Well, I mean the thing is though is that when they I would say maybe end of February would probably be the latest for it to the be latest, like these rules. Because then it's just like unfair. oh, I guess end of February is end of GBL season. Okay, you're right. We're yeah, on the same yeah, page here. Yeah. Then yeah, because um, yeah. yeah, then it's just like unfair. Because it's like like you said, even if locals pop up after that, you've got way less time to have them organized. You've yeah. got way less that you can actually take part in, and, and then, then plan your travels point, too for all, uh, for Hawaii. Exactly. You know, and the thing is, is that like um, the assumption with these regions, you know, with the like 300 CP bar and stuff like that, is that you have the potential to gain a majority of your points through locals so the fact that there aren't as many actual events or maybe that you know that they're spread out is not as big of an issue but if locals are only popping up halfway or three quarters into the season then there's no way you can do that do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like you can't you probably can't even physically win every single local and um you know get enough points to actually um, or even enter enough locals to do that and get enough points to um to qualify. So it definitely is unfair, but bruv, I'm not gonna lie, like I think it's just a system issue, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 
So, okay. So first and foremost, I do think it's pretty hard to qualify mm. from Australia. Okay. So here's the thing. I think it's incredibly hard if you don't go to all three regionals, right? Mm. Obviously, if you win is one, it, like is if this you're of your Kovacic, not existing. Or is this assuming that locals are going to get put? No, in no sorry. System? So I'm assuming like on the current system, like just regionals, right? right? Okay. Yeah. So just regionals. Yeah, I think it's super, like it's incredibly difficult if you don't go to all three. Assuming you don't win one. You would probably have outside of, I reckon outside of the people who come first, you probably have one, maybe two people who qualify just based on regionals, I reckon. Uh, I would say at like, least six. At most. Well, you think six people would be able no, to... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Six league. including their champions. So at least three. Maybe... F- I, I think I think four to five. If, Wait, if I thought you just said... Champions. I just said one or two. I don't understand. I'm saying... What you said. I'm saying yeah, yeah. I'm saying getting, getting rid of the champions. Yeah. yeah. see them three qualify, yeah? Yeah. I think outside of champions, you'll probably get one to two people who would... Qualify. Oh, no, no. I think it'll be more solely than that. Regionals. You, solely on regionals. Well, how, how many points do... Does... Uh, how, let me look at the championship points again. Um, with three regionals existing. And all right, no yeah, yeah. So, so well, well, yeah, let me just... I just want to take a look at... So, for regionals... Well, there was a kicker, right? You need 32 for the kicker, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Or, sorry. And oh, I no, 48. So 48 far, is the kicker. Yeah. So, that so that 9 through 8, 6... Because you got 80 points, right? Yeah. So, you can assume that... So, let's assume that we, we always have, like, around 48. 48. Whereas the third regional is not going to hit 48. Which one's the third one? Perth. It's not going to hit 48. You don't think, but you don't think it's with too the far ch- away and it's that hard? Far. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's assume Perth that, is right? Hit. Yeah. Is that, is that bad? Okay. Bruv, it's so bad. Yeah. So, so let's like say you get, points. let's say you get top 16 in two of them and then a hundred or, or, and top cut in one of them. So you get the 80. So you get 160. Oh yeah. That's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, so I think one tough. to two people max. You know, I I, I still I still think that you might get like three, maybe four, but that's not a lot. Yeah, that's not a lot. How many? How many? Do you know how many qualified from uh, Oceania last year? Uh, well, it was just first and second in each, uh, and then and then top so, four though, and then top four and things. So ten. Oh yeah. See, and the difference with last year is that you had the cascading invites, so they literally can guarantee each region has the specific number mm-hmm. they should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no like the the specific ratio was going to be the same regardless. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, with, yeah. whether you attended worlds or not is a different story. But the amount of travel awards for each region and the actual amount of players was actually fixed, whereas this year it's not the case. Um, yeah, that is pretty tough. I will say that. Uh, I, I I do think that um, I don't love PVC PP Steve's methodology here though because like that's not like you're you're kind of comparing apples to oranges, right? Like, mm. yeah, like for example, a mind joke. There's no way he would come 65th in his first three tournaments in Oceania because there's no because there's yeah, like it's not possible, right? <laughs> And so, like, yeah. and, and so, at the same, at the same token, because there's less people, they have less people. They even have to battle, and there's less, ch- mm-hmm. like, there's potentially less mishaps that. that can happen. Like, 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 I, I, I think I get the point he's making, but I do think, 
I kind of, I kind of. I think you, you I, have to be sensationalist to. A little bit, but. Make that point, right? I, you know I mean? for me personally, I think it hurts this point a little bit. It's still very hard. It's still incredibly tough. Yeah. Right. Um, it's still very, very tough, but. I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I, yeah, maybe, maybe it was a, I don't know. Also, like, I, I, it does feel like he cherry picks some of the examples because, like, there's some names not on yeah, here. Yeah, there's probably examples which where people actually do it three hundred. Well, again, this yeah. is sensationalism, you know. It's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I get you. I get you. You know, he's the media. You know. He's yeah. The, no, I get you. <laughs> which is, um, I don't know. Maybe there's ways to highlight it without that, but I don't know. Like Lyle Jess, for example. Would Lyle Jess have hit it? I'm curious. Um, I, I I just. Look, I'm not I'm not here to like hate on his methodology that much, but now I'm just like straight up curious if like <laughs> like how many people actually would qualify though <laughs> under under their system. Cause I feel like Alright, Lyle Jeffs. my guess is he probably would, but okay. Oh, he's only done he's only got two tournaments. Uh, okay. So well, that's what, what would he be on right now though? Uh so you got he got thirty three at Toronto. How many do you get for that one again? Uh, 60? 50? 50? Yeah. Uh, oops. Uh, let me let me find the specific number. So you got second place, so that's 160. And then you got 33rd, so you got 50. No, he wouldn't have because I don't think Toronto had 128. I don't think there was actually 128 there. So he wouldn't have gotten anything for that. Yeah. So he would have got just, he just had 160. And then he would need to get, I mean, yeah, that's pretty tough for him too. He would need to have second or first to, he would have to get at least a second in his third one to actually qualify. Mm. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's again, I think it's more so, maybe there actually aren't a lot of people that actually could qualify on the system in NA or EU, but. It's it is a little bit apples to oranges, but I get it though. It's it is hard. <laughs> it is hard. Um, yeah, that's why like I don't hate the old system, but I do think this new system does encourage more people to attend tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing is is that like this. I feel like this system. It it had the potential to be fine, right? Because they started locals. And I want to say championship points as well. Um, mid last season um, for NA, yeah, and yeah. then those uh, championship points were being used to like you know give people NAC, yeah. Um, personally, I feel like that should have been all that was. Um, I feel like that should have been the testing phase, and not digging into halfway through this season before you roll it out in other places. I was expecting like, okay, boom, start the season, September, locals available in Europe, uh, you know, LATAM, Oceania, everywhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to stagger it like this seems super unfair because like you said, right, if, you know, you don't uh, know when locals are coming, you can't plan, um, yeah. you know, trips to locals, you can't plan trips to regionals because you don't know if you need it. If you know that stuff off the bat, yeah. And the thing is, you know, most regionals, most regionals off the bat, right? Latam are also having this problem with regionals as well, where they yeah. don't even know when they're 
regionalism. That's there. tough too. I don't know what that what the situation there is, but that that might be like I don't think that's like TPCI is dragging their feet. No, no, my that, guess, the, you the know. regional thing is the organizers. Yeah, but that might but be a the locals part. I mean, you. Can, I don't think you can implement a CP system from the beginning of the season and not have some of these this CP available until halfway. That's how I, it feels like. I actually don't think that's the worst idea. Maybe they could give Oceania a heads up, be like, hey, you all might get locals. You might get locals starting in no, February. Well, my, no, because here's, here's that's my like thought. vague wording. Well, well, yeah. You I mean, I don't get well, well, or sorry, you will get locals, right? You will be eligible, okay. right? Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I, I that's just my vernacular there. Okay. No, I actually think the the slower rollouts makes more sense for regions that have less CP qualification requirements because they if need less. There CP would be. Yeah. Why would you even go to regionals in Oceania if you have locals? You could just straight up qualify. Yeah, you but know? the thing is, is you this get system three, is going to be get... the system in the future anyway. So it's like... You know, well, I mean, well, well, I, I don't... Well, that's that's okay, what we're assuming, well, but who knows? That might okay, be different, okay. right? Or they might change the CP requirements if locals are always available year-round. Maybe next... Maybe in future years... That's even worse, bro. That's even worse. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But like uh, again, like, <laughs> like, okay, so let's put it this way. If Oceania slash Australia could just do locals right yeah. from the jump, just like NA, oh. especially depending on where you live... You could just farm your locals. You you could get 390 points from locals alone. Yeah. You have 90 points of leeway. You don't even have to win first in all of these. Yeah. That's like but again, and, I, but I then you just kill you just kill the regional scene, in my opinion, right? There's no reason to go to regional when you could just go to well, local and save issue, yourself. Money. That's an issue with the whole championship point system. Well, yeah, I mean we talked about that in previous because episodes. I, I guess but, we but which this is before, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, which oh. is why I'm saying like I yeah, yeah. personally don't think it's a terrible idea. They're rolling it out slower. Like they got EU second. Latim now, right? And then maybe eventually Oceania. Maybe. I don't know, right? I don't hate yeah. that. Maybe it'd be nice if they got a heads up, but my guess is there's a lot of red tape when it goes to announcing these things and like implementing it. So they can't just say like, oh, now it's available it's gonna be available in a month, right? They probably just surprise everyone and say, like, oh now. I you think can they do could it. have done one more season without um championship points. And then, and then if like, because if it's going to take that long, yeah, just do another season without championship points and do the same thing that they did in NA last season, where it's like, well, you enter your locals and you'll get championship points, but it will go towards travel stipends to certain places. No, no, no but my, my, my question to you is why, why do you know since the old system if championship points are, for the most part, working this season? Because they're not working from the jump. So are they not working? Be, well, no, no, uh, it might, no, no, no. In, in my like, mind, like they're not available okay. everywhere from the jump. So until it's available everywhere from the jump. Well, no, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think if it is available from the jump, it actually causes more problems because it just makes like regions like um, Oceania well, and Latvia available. But they're going to be available from the jump next season. Well, but, but again, I well, yeah, yeah, something might change, right? I'm just saying, like, with our current qualification thresholds, yeah. it makes sense that they're not available from the jump. Maybe they'll change I, it next I, season, I, I, or maybe next season, like everyone just does locals in Oceania and like calls it a day. I don't know. I think I think given where we're at right now, it makes sense for the slow rollout. But I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Don't I mean I don't I don't have this information, and so <laughs> don't quote me saying that. But but I think yeah, I think I it will be very tough for them though if they don't get locals at all this season. 
Um, but you know, we do have players they, like Anacor no stealing some of these them. championship points from Australians yeah. too. <laughs> I didn't steal from no one. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, you get any hate or something? <laughs> you get any hate uh, at these tournaments? That's that's why that's why I with yo. If you uh, if you make top cut at Melbourne, oh my gosh, that's a lot of points that some Australians did not get because of you. (laughs) If you win first, that's actually the real. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yeah, Melbourne people, watch out! (laughs) You got a target on your back. They're getting local soon. Yeah, everyone be, bring your BBML counters. <laughs> uh, anyway, I do think I do think he brought a good point though. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's not yeah, I, th- I think you know what? I think every time we discuss this, I always just think like I just don't like the system in general. You know? um, yeah, there's there's a lot of problems with the system. That that is gonna be interesting to see what worlds looks like this year. Yeah, I think once from next year, once we stop having things happening in the middle of the season, yeah, and we have more consistency, then maybe we can have a better idea of what the scene is gonna look like, right? So next year we'll probably have a better idea because there's another thing I was saying as well, right? Is that like you know maybe from next year it will be different because now locals will be established everywhere, right? So, uh, you know, maybe attendance will be higher. You know, people will be more familiar on the system. So, you know, we'll probably see some differences with how things work, uh, how things have been working this year. Um, So next year and next season, we'll probably have a better idea of like how Worlds is going to look like. But I think it's going to be very interesting to see how Worlds looks like this year. Do you reckon, I reckon that we might actually have some players who are straight up be like, I don't even know who that is. Uh, maybe some, maybe some. Like there might be one or two players where it's just like. I think I think if I like just look up someone Dracoviz when I see the roster, I might be disappointed if I see like oh, here's like one (laughs) here's like one uh, top like you know like like three like top thirty two finishes and like no top cut finishes. And they're, they're I, re- I reckon it might be a locals person, you know. I reckon it might be someone who like. Well, they went I know like that would be kind of hard, but yeah. In a, a IC, yeah, maybe they went like, yeah. do you know what I mean? And then just yeah. like, just did loads of locals or something like that. But I think there's definitely going to be at least one person where I'm like, no, more than that. I think there's going to, I, I think there's going to be people that I recognize, but I'm like, wait, I don't remember you top cutting at all. And I look, and they didn't actually top cut. I think there I don't might know. Is that a problem? I, I, I like we talked about before. I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I know. This is what I'm saying. I, I find it interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of take back a little bit my criticism for Steve because, yes, you know, he kind of, you know, it's not. It is comparing apples to oranges, um, but nighttime Clasher got fifth and third at a tournament, which is respectable, right? And so that's a hundred. Uh, that's two hundred thirty points, and that means that, like, he needs like if there's not a forty eight person kicker, he needs to get another top eight to to even have a chance to qualify that's from Australia. Chance. Yeah, even if he did um, even if he did a one six second and third, even if he got second and third. 
if there isn't a 48-person kicker, he needs to make another top eight finish still. Because, like, the point differential is, like, pretty stark, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. if you don't have that 48-person kicker, which is very possible not to happen in Australia, you get either zero points or 100 points for top cut if you're ninth to eighth. That's big. Yeah. That's That's a third of your qualification there. So, again, I I still think it's a little bit opposite. I would say more like comparing, like, oranges to grapefruit, you know? (laughs) Similar-ish. (laughs) <laughs> and comparing an orange to a kumquat, you know? <laughs> you ever had a kumquat before? They're great. Nah. You never had a kumquat? Maybe. maybe it's like little, it's like very tiny, like oranges, but they're like really good. And this, the peel, the the rind is like sweet, so you just eat the whole thing. You don't even like peel it. Oh, I've never eaten. Oh, uh, they're fantastic. I don't think I have eaten this, but it does look familiar. I don't know where they grow. I, they definitely grow in more like warmer places, but I don't know like if they're around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Weird, weird uh, reference there, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> of course, Amon had a had a controversial take to Steve's thing. <laughs> Did oh, you yeah, read it? Uh, Amon CZ says local should be added, no doubt about that. However, comparing NA and E regional to OCE ones cannot be serious. To achieve top eight in NA or EU is without a doubt much harder. There are like five to ten very good players, but in EU there's like thirty to forty on the same level at least. <laughs> thirty to forty on the same level is I don't know. I don't know if you could say the same level because the thing is, is that like, honestly, I mean, if you look at worlds, the, the performance good players in Australia. That's what I'm saying. The good players in Australia are really good. Like, that's the the difference there. I, okay, so I, I, I so get where he's going, but the good players in Australia are really good. Yeah, because all right, so so looking at his comment more specifically, right? He says there's five to ten good players in mm-hmm. in Australia, but in EU there's about thirty to forty. In on the same level, so what he's saying is that there's four to six times better players, right? Because six times five is thirty, four times ten is forty. Or I think if he halves the number, then maybe maybe thirty to forty is kind of a stretch. All right, so 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 what he's saying is four four to six times, right? Is what he's roughly saying. Better EU players. I want you to look at world's top cuts. Was there really four to six times more Europeans in top cut at worlds? Europe compared to Australia? I don't know. Yeah, you don't have to actually look it up. I don't. I don't actually know the data. Uh, yeah, it's a bold I think, stretch. I think. Yeah. Again, I think it's like. Look, a, I think there's a lot of really good Europeans for sure. Yeah. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know. I don't. Some people might be offended by this. Do you get the sense that there's a like? I feel like Europeans think they're better than everyone else. <laughs> European pogo players, PvP yeah, specifically. Do you get that sense? Is that is that just me? Like I, I've read some like Twitter discourse and stuff, right? I mean, maybe it was that first worlds where you had you know senior and and master world champions all coming from EU. I get it. Right? You know, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't think it's just you, but I think it's also just because like, do you know what I think it is? Right? Is that what like is with a lot of EU like I'll see in the in the NA streams and whatever, 
they'll be like when there's like a misplay or like a, yeah, like yeah, a non-optimized yeah. timing, right? They're like, oh, NA regional, right? Blah, blah, blah. And then when I watch the EU streams, right, regionals, people aren't as critical of misplays, even though I see like similar misplays or worse misplays. And then someone at Portland was telling me this. He's like, yeah, I think the reason is because all the people that are hating on those are Europeans. So they're all too busy, like, cheering for themselves in the EU regional <laughs> the comments, the hate comments. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm not going to deny any of this. I think it's all pretty valid. But I think it's also because, it's like, you know what? The thing is, is that, like, most European regionals, yeah, you can say are, like, they're, they're pretty much always stacked. You know, they've always got... A lot of players, they've always got a lot See, of there's players, that's you know a I mean? European you speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The thing is, is realistically, okay, NA have been proving um uh like NA have been like, you know, uh up in the levels a bit more this season where What do you mean this season? We had top three <laughs> in the worlds last season. <laughs> No, I'm talking in terms of like event by event. Like there's a lot more people attending. So you would look at a bracket and you'd be like, wow, this bracket is stacked as opposed to last season. I think there was a lot more events where you'd look at certain NA events and you'd be like, well, there's maybe like 10 players here who could maybe hey, do decent. And that's you really agree with Dodge on Salt Lake City, huh? No <laughs> <laughs> But like, you know, in, in Europe, it's always like you're looking at a bracket and you're like, well, you know what? There's probably... 20 players here who could potentially reach top eight yeah which i think is a deep you're getting more of that now in na where you're like you're looking at the bracket and you're like well you know what there's probably okay so i got a question for you then how come how come when these uh how come when these europeans come over to na or even hard jeff comes to na they're losing to these random people that aren't a top 20 top 30 player that can make top cut <laughs> Pokemon's a, an interesting game. It's the same game we play and, over here. Hey, uh, you can't complain about any uh, NA advantage like the back in the days yeah. with the fast food denials because you're on the same Wi Fi yeah, now yeah, <laughs> when you're yeah, here. You can't chat yet, yeah, until Americans go to EU and do the same thing. Yeah, because so far we have a second place and a fourth place finish. True. Our, well, uh, so yeah, but you know what we got? We got a top three finish at Worlds. <laughs> that trumps anything you're saying right now. Wait, okay, wait. How many uh, NA players have... No, no, no. In, in, uh, in, in realness, though, how many NA players have actually competed at EU? At EU tournaments? Um, I don't think... I know many. Monarch did, have. but... Yeah, I think some have, but I don't think very many. Not many, uh, yeah. Monarch was doing well until he didn't show up to one of his matches. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that. <laughs> that that's the skill difference between yo I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to euic because i think especially with championship points and internationals having yeah. more points yo mm -hmm. I'm, I'm telling you all right now really? right i'll give you all the heads up eu people set the alarms and get the tickets because i was talking to a lot of people at portland and a lot of na players are already like eyeing those spots you think so yeah, I don't know if I'm just pulling this out of nowhere, but I'm pretty sure it's a 5 to 12 Yeah, I mean, I I didn't hear any word of that, so I don't know where you're pulling out of. I, I, I feel like it's a 5 to 12 cap. Maybe I'm just talking out my ass, but I feel like I it's mean, it's a possibility, but the problem is... Because they've got a huge venue, so it's not really a case of like, are you going to max out the venue? Timing's also, also a problem, though. Timing's a huge problem. What do you mean? Because like, cause oh, you could... 5 to 12 people, but you have three days. 
No, but the third day is still always the same amount, which is like two or three. You have two days, but they've been streamlining these two days anyway. And I don't, I don't think that you would cap it. Based I think on day, day one like, would be like, super still. long though. If it actually gets to five twelve. No, but you just have like more phones and stuff. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I get what you're saying, but that's not like the easiest thing to do just to have more like iPhone 11s or whatever, right? No, no, but it's an iPhone iPhone 15, sir. It's being being organized by the Pokemon company as opposed to like being organized by... Um... Oh, as as in like you know TPCI are having a hand in organizing. Well, I get you, but even the... uh, They were still using Android's LEIC this year. No way. Really? Oh, no, no, not on stream, but off stream, I believe they were, yeah. Cause it's not like it's not like the whole NA crew is there. It's just like it is official. It is official. Why, why did they move iPhones to Australia? Because honestly, I think if it was up to ESL, they'd stick with Android. I mean, Australia is easy though, because you only need like ten phones for OCIC. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if we're going to be real here, right? Like, that could just fit someone's backpack <laughs> on the flight for the carry-on luggage. <laughs> it's a very different story than two fifty-six at LAIC. <laughs> well, no, I, I reckon. Um, I I think it would definitely have more than two fifty-six cap. Uh, look, all, all I'm saying is I'm warning the EUP because I feel really bad if you're an EU player and you can't get a ticket to EUIC because all these NA players bought it. So I'm just saying, set your alarms and don't be surprised if a bunch of NA players invade. And then we can really settle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Then we'll settle it. Then, then we'll, we'll settle. settle it. Then we'll settle I'm, it. I'm, I think EUIC is probably... When, the, you see uh, the, when you see the second best player in the world show up in your bracket, you better be concerned. <laughs> Bro, it don't work like that, yeah. It don't work like that. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> the best player at being second yeah not the second best player <laughs> I, I beat the second best player in the world so what does that mean <laughs> yeah it probably anyway. doesn't anyway UIC is going to be sick UIC is going to be sick I'm very excited yeah um yeah it could be a good one it could be a good one but anyway I mean I get what you're saying I wonder if it's like also I don't know. Maybe the EU players have like a bigger name to them. Yeah, but they've only got a big name because of because of what? Like their achievements. You know what I mean? But what achievements? Like a lot of these people have at least like topped. If you count like the people who've just like top cut, maybe there's more variety of people who've top cut. I don't know. I don't know why they would have a bigger name outside of because NA and EU players compete in the same general things. Do you know what I mean? You know what it might be? They have a. Uh... I'm trying you to think. think it's like, you know, you wouldn't think like, oh, this is the best player from this state, but you would think, oh, this is the best player from Sweden, even though Sweden only have like, you know, three top tier players. But that's still loads for one country. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it? I mean, I, I, I do get like. I don't, I don't, I get where the sentiment comes from because I do think a lot of, like, there are definitely a lot of, like, big names, quote unquote, in EU, right? And I am trying to understand, like, why, right? Like, why that's a thing and it's not a thing in NA, even though there's obviously a lot of great NA players. It could be the state thing, honestly, because sometimes I look at teams and I'm like, well, as in, like, I'll look at players and I'll be like, oh, what team did they play for? Do you know what I mean? And it, yeah. And usually they're playing for like some random teams, you know, maybe it's like relatively local or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then sometimes when you look at like 
certain EU players and you're like, oh, what team did you play for? It's like, oh, that's the best French team. Or that's the yeah. best this team. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just chatting. Around. Okay, I got a question for you. Top, top, like, let's say top 40 EU players versus uh, top 40 NA players. You think it'll be a close one? I think you'll have way more recognizable names in the EU. Yeah, but why is that, though? I'm just trying to figure that out. Is it just a team thing? Like, not that many people follow factions. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't you know. You know what it might be? But there's obviously a lot more, like, peop- like this, a lot more participants in EU tournaments. Yeah. I wonder if that's a part of it. Because again, because your top cuts, there's more people. There's more top cuts. There's more top cuts if there's more people playing in them, right? Also, they're able to go to more tournaments than probably your average American can. Because I reckon, like a lot of average Americans, unless you're trying to go to multiple regionals, yeah, then a lot of average American players will maybe go to like. You know what it is? I think also a lot of um, NA tournaments, it's a lot of the same people making top cut. Yeah. Whereas so I feel like in EU, it's a little different. There's like a little bit more variety. Let's look at Portland top eight, for example. Abinov, his first top cut, but people know him. Yeah, me, Kobe Coupland, definitely, definitely like a like a newer person. Ramberto, Bopper, Leo Gio's been on the scene for a while. Axon, Onion Frank. So seven out of the eight are all recognizable names. Yeah. Which is... uh, Actually, you know what? This is a great... It's a great little short test we could do let's look at the top cut of um yeah of uh stuttgart okay just top eight so obviously colin won before colin um dinoski was this his first top cut but he's definitely like a name he he topped euic but he came like i believe it was 16 or like top 16 no he did 13 for euic UIC. He's like a notable so he, name, but he that's not Yeah. But it wasn't like it was like it was unclear what Topco was at UIC. So I would almost put him in the same category yeah, as like an Abinov, right? Like it's like kind of yeah, first like okay, yeah, publicized yeah. So Top like, Cut. Yeah. Yeah. So Paul but, uh, I was Paul Asha, yeah. JBG, yeah. yeah. Um Tomahawk. Yeah. Tomahawk. Stone He's Collection. Been a lot this season. Satisant though. I should know all these names are recognizable. Lot, the thing is, a lot of these also <laughs> participated in worlds as well. Um, but i think even if you go into like top 16 it's like how many world players do you have here that participate in i don't know what point i was trying to make with this (laughs) (laughs) but you have a lot of world players here as well in just just the top 16 yeah i don't know yeah i don't know what the point was but i don't know you players are better apparently mostly at usc mostly at usc yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the uh, the you can't Latin be American blamed though. No jet lag if he loses this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now the the Latin Americans came over for EUIC, or like some of the Chileans came over for EUIC last year, and uh, didn't do too well. <laughs> I just well because I didn't even know there were Chileans even at EUIC. Yeah, I know Bentuski yeah, went. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a few more with him, but yeah. all right. And a squad up. Let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's see some American flags and Canadian flags on that Dracovis graphic. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah. Also, if you guys are attending EUIC, yeah, 
make it known, actually cheer for your fellow NA people in it. Dude, yeah, because NA people don't cheer for nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like NA crowd is abysmally quiet. <laughs> abysmally quiet. Yeah. That crazy He's comeback that Abinov had, like, he needed, like, against me in that first game in the grand finals, there should have been way louder applause in the audience <laughs> for that one. Dude, honestly, when that happened, I audibly was like, wow. I was like, I can't believe you won that one. Like, I was like, I was yeah. like, wow, yeah, I can't yeah, believe bro. I lost or something like that. Yeah. I literally was just shocked. I was like, I thought that was like unlosable. <laughs> I literally had every matchup countered the way I wanted to. <laughs> like, yeah. But um, anyway, that does it for us. So thanks for tuning in. Um, yeah. And uh, bring your Bastion counters, I guess. And it's got it's gone on so long. I just don't even know what part of the, the podcast we're at. So. <laughs> we're at the end. We're at the end. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for tuning in, and um, uh, yeah, we'll catch you all next week. I have like two locals this weekend. I'll probably just bring the same team. Yeah. 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 All right. Peace.